Yo, Miggity Mike, Mike, check one, two. This is Rocks a Lot, and you're listening to. This is the On the Ross podcast. You are now listening. Yada, yada, yada. She in the building. So, another week, another tragedy. Um, as you may or may not have heard, the up and coming rapper who has like two songs you've ever heard of was killed in a home invasion robbery like last night. And so we have to start off another episode saying rest in peace, thoughts and prayers, and maybe, maybe letting you hear some of his music for the first time potentially. This is the On The Ross Podcast. You are now listening. Rest in peace, Pot Smoke. Baby, welcome to the party. I want the money to see the lead. That's why I'm over retarded. Maybe welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skate in a Rari. Maybe welcome to the party. Make some of that. Give me lit. Gun on my head. One in the head. Send in the clip. Baby. Maybe don't trip. Just lower your tone. Cause you can get hit. Don't let that be in my system. I get your body. Next day I forget it. Nigga, try to score the body. Pot Smoke was born in 1999. He was kind of leading a new movement, like a, a grind movement. Kind of came from the UK. He had an original sound, as you can tell. And you know the trees get I'm off the money to see the lead. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. I hit the boy up and then I go skate in the Rari. Baby, welcome to the party. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tired niggas cat. Tired niggas cat. Niggas spraying they juice. Yeah. Rest in peace, pot smoke. Facts. My bitch love Coco. Who bag baby? Who bag baby? Woo! He got a new album out called Meet the Woo 2. Check it out. You cannot say pop and forget the smoke. I'm from the floors where niggas talk. They couldn't be cribs, so they turn food. Driving through the veil, dropping a joke. I got a laugh because these niggas jokes. This is the On the Rock podcast. You are now. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm on go. And I'm in that Bugatti. Moving. 200. Giving pucks like who shot you? Me and Trey, that's four choppers. Man down. Oh, you see us helicopters. Paramedics. Pick them up. They gon' send them to the doctor. I'm in the whole game. My six is clearing. Yes, it's suspended. And I got a couple cases. Let me know. Unfortunately, he was a really new artist. So there isn't a whole lot, you know, I can do without playing his whole mixtape to kind of, you know, get you to recognize him. He's, he was a really, really new artist um, out of Brooklyn. So rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Um, Second week in a row, second episode in a row. I got to start the show like that, but... This is the On The Ross Podcast. You are now listening. We back. Um, it's a lot going on. It's a whole lot going on. And I'm going to get to all the shits. We about to get some snow. There's a presidential debate. Billionaires trying to buy the show. And we don't even talk about that on the show. It's so much going on. Valentine's Day just passed. All-Star Weekend just passed. Dwayne Wade's daughter got grown men tripping. Uh, it's a lot going on. But uh, as usual, 
because there is a lot going on. I want to separate the vibes from the vibes. Um, we're going to start off with some new music. This is the Life is Good remix. Future Drake featuring the baby and little baby. And I don't even know how them two are on the same song together. I think like the world's supposed to collapse on itself when little baby and the baby are on the song together. But. Let's jump around a little bit. Let's lighten it up. Still on the Rocks podcast, man. Let's get it popping. I don't know if y'all like this part, so y'all gotta tell me. But if not, I'm gonna start to show the way the vibes feel right. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Help me fight my demons, all I know the usual I had put a top and I name in a Ruger She hang on the block while I hang like a shooter Throw the way a cougar, she didn't wanna leave Feel like garbage, my heart was on my sleeve Till the child's better with your company at least Why should I have love for her, she can get it out the creek Why should I have trust for you, can get it out the creek Why should I have love for you, you ain't kneeling to my feet Why should I be caring when I know I can't be beat See how the eyes be glaring when I come through and retreat It's easy to know it's us if a body in the street Two turned up in the plug top fight I don't think y'all understand when Future get on his shit I go rich to me In another tax bracket You niggas beneath me Who calls in the racket Let's make her on the weekend Have a ticket on vacation I ripped up the receipt And she call me daddy cause my money long like Stevie Stay down with my son right around LBG Street man. How you gonna be gangbang you rich in your bloodline Coming with some dollar bands Everything getting done now Halloween gang and this bitch she getting scary 300,000 for the cheapest rain Cause bitch truck I'm legendary Little bitch How I thought the mama the little bitch Had it in the fish grease Little bitch My ring cause a big B As well as my wrist I'm getting money like this Can't tell problems is this w- Give no fucks Migos Travis Scott Young Thug Trying to set the mood Trying to set the vibes Check out some new shit If you listening to this and you don't like the Migos Give it a shot It's not about lyrics, it's a vibe man Just, just, just listen man I got too many diamonds on I look awesome Yeah, after I hit that hoe She need a walker smack I done shook them problems off, now I'm bossing right. Yeah, stack the money tall, back to ballin' Take off. Right. Big Barone, swear the lane, I be hogging Big Barone Lip on blossom, cook it musty, yeah, it's foggy Cook it whoa, I can rock it, stick it, spark and do no talking Watch me hit Take off, heard all that shit y'all was talking Party Hop set We don't get too far Two choppers Hanging out the road, road truck Pop Go play with your kickers, I up uh, She broke, so why would I cook? Hey, we rich, lit We about to go up the space lit. Go toilet, I took me a rich shit Cause I have rest on my plate Racks I make you go get the bag Baby, we living a dream Living a dream Yeah, ain't not coming in last Top rank, then loyalty Top rank It's a million, that campaign That's what it's supposed to be Campaign Break my soul to keep When I go to sleep oh. We don't get no fuck No We don't get no fuck Knew the baby Keep the pop It's called Shut Up He said he heard all that shit y'all been talking to He said this shit go out to y'all Let niggas shut up I got a problem Bitches keep calling I need a new number Shut up, bitch They know I'm the shit Ew I need a plunger Yeah Look at my bitch God damn I think I love Okay, let's go Let me go Yeah 
I done let baby get rich. Let's go. He be broad day with them sticks. Let's go. I do not play with no bitch. Don't play. And I've been there wasting like six. Yeah. And I was smoking weed at age five. Five. My cousin doing life, he crib. He crib. I be jumping off the stage in my shows. Kevin Gates hoes grabbing on my dick. Yeah. You looking for a lawsuit? Pulling out the camera. Didn't think I saw you. Yeah. Hey, I know you don't really fuck with this one. He killed this shit. I know you can't hear it, but he killed this shit. Yada. He killed this shit. You want a headphone, man? Let nigga shut up, shut up, bitch. I got a problem. Bitches keep calling. I need a new number. Shut up, bitch. They know I'm the shit. Ew. I need a plunger. Yeah. Look at my bitch. God damn. I think I love. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Let nigga shut up, shut up, bitch. I got a problem. Bitches keep calling. I need a new number. Upside Down, Royce the 5'9", featuring Benny the Butcher, out of Buffalo, New York, and Royce is from Detroit. Y'all know how Royce give it up. Trying to fuck the gay bitches that look just like the straight niggas. Why the straight niggas that the gay bitches trying to look just like, trying to look just like the gay niggas? I'm now I want y'all to know that Royce the Five Nine does in fact kill that verse, but that intro was very long. And then when he started rapping, he was, I mean, you heard it. Hey man, listen, this is the On the Rocks podcast. You now rocking with Rome. Um, I appreciate everybody rocking with me. Shout outs to everybody listening on Spotify. Shout outs to everybody listening on Anchor. Shout outs to everybody who might even be listening to this shit on SoundCloud still. I don't know how because I ain't got around to uploading it up there lately. Um, but just shout outs to everybody who listens to the show and checks me out, repost and post the shit, even when you don't get around to listening to it. It's, it's cool. I, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the share. It's always very important to me. Um, and I appreciate any feedback you guys have about the show, what you want to hear, what you like, what you don't like. Um, it was actually you guys' feedback that allowed me to go ahead and make a major change in my life. Um, <clears throat> I took some uh, very serious, um, mature and responsible steps uh, since the last episode. I, um, you know, I went ahead and I got a battery for my smoke detector. Um, <sighs> I finally broke down and did it. Um, you know, I didn't, and just to be completely fair, I didn't necessarily get a battery for my smoke detector. I came up on a battery for my smoke detector. Um, my boss was like, hey, here's some 9-volt batteries. I don't know what the fuck we're doing with these, but here, hold on to them. And I was like, oh, shit, here's some 9-volt batteries. I don't know what the fuck to do with these besides take one home to the crib and do my audience a favor. And plug it into the uh, the goddamn smoke detector. Um, you see, because the smoke detector is actually electric. So it's plugged into the electrical system in my place. 
and so it doesn't necessarily need the battery to function now in the event knock on wood there's a, some kind of tragedy and there's a fire in addition to the electricity going out at the same time as a fire or some smoke related catastrophe then yes in fact i would need the battery to kick in power up and save the day because the electricity in the house is compromised and this is when the battery the nine volt steps in throws on its cape and saves the day so under those rare circumstances that's when i would definitely need the battery backup in my smoke alarm so i got one so you can't hear the shit in the background no more so uh shout out to y'all for um not necessarily pointing that out but uh just kind of enduring it and dealing with it and uh shouts to tim mill for making the smart ass comments he would make about the smoke alarm on unrelated post on social media so anyway it was uh recently valentine's day so i have to necessarily recap that um i don't know that i'm not one of those people that thinks valentine's day is a pointless holiday i think valentine's day is a very important holiday um i think that anytime you have a chance to put the spotlight on your relationship with your significant other um you should go ahead and do that it's not really that big a deal i mean maybe you don't have to do it every year depending on your relationship but I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. Um, me personally, just to get all into my business, I was going to chill this year. Like, um, you know, year round, I'm out here with mine. You know what I'm saying? Like year round, you know, you know what time it is year round. You know, you don't, I don't got to wait for February 4th to, to to bust down so that you know I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't, that ain't our relationship. She feels this love nonstop and constantly, no matter what I'm doing, whether I have an attitude, whether I'm impatient, she feels this love. She knows it's there. Got nothing to do with no cards, no sense and shit. She knows it's there. So this year I was going to chill. You know what I mean? I was just like, you know, you know what type of time we on? You know what we got going? You know our goals? You know what we progressing toward? You know? And, uh, you know, I mean, you have a good memory. So, you know. Yada, yada, yada. She in the building. So I was just going to chill. So on Friday, you know, I'm doing my thing at work. It's a real long day. And, uh, you know, I hit yada up and I'm like, hey, can I come home early? You know, and it's not necessarily that I got the kind of relationship where I got to ask permission to come home from work early. Because, like, it sounds crazy, right? Like, <laughs> Who does that? But I kind of knew she had something going on. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that um, I wouldn't be interrupting whatever plan she might have had for the day. You know, what if she's planning a special relaxation day for herself and the relaxation relaxation day for herself into that five? I didn't want to come barging in at 430 and interrupt the vibes. So she said no. And so I stayed at work. And it's like, all right, well, maybe. You know, she wants to run the clock out. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't have anything planned. So there's nothing wrong with her, you know, taking the time to herself. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I don't have any idea. So I'm driving home. Um, and because of the way she was acting in, in regards to the time, I was kind of giving her updates the whole way home. I'm like, you know, I'm getting off the interstate. I'm swinging by Cuzzo house. I'm on my way home. I'm pulling into my parking spot. What's really good. And so, you know, I walk into the house and unbeknownst to me, she's playing the most elaborate, um, decadent, special little Valentine's Day layout that I have ever seen for myself, done for myself. It was like, you know how you be seeing people doing the most on social media? 
Now I'm not saying she did the most I'm just like damn you did this for me This is like some shit I was supposed to scroll past today That wasn't necessarily supposed to happen to me I was supposed to see this on social media today But it wasn't supposed to be me It was happening to And guess what It was motherfucking me It was happening to So shouts to Yada For flexing on a young nigga Um, She would say that She made me the girlfriend This weekend And uh, so I was definitely the valentine Um, She went out of her way To plan a special Evening special vibes All kinds of that stuff I mean all kinds of stuff And it was really really dope Like I don't even know how to talk about it It was so different and more special than what I was used to Um, I am very very easily flattered So anytime you do anything that looks like you spent more than 5 or 6 seconds Thinking about how I would receive it I am That is super dope to me So the fact that she was working so hard And she she, she bent over backwards To make me feel special I mean it just just set the whole weekend off I had a bomb ass weekend Um, It was great So shouts to Yada 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 she in the building For um, you know Making a nigga feel like an R&B song For a hot second you know what I mean I felt like I was on the other side of that thing You know what I'm talking about Oh man, you want me to, the rose petals, uh, the candles, the 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 flowers, the cards, the the balloons, <laughs> the candy, everything, the wine. You know what I mean? I know I told y'all yeah, she yeah, in the yeah, building, but the like building. she really, really is in the building. Like, <laughs> and so you know, on Sunday we went out to. Oh, matter of fact, yeah, another part of the weekend. Um, just while I'm giving. Her, her flowers and her credit Because I really appreciate that shit um, Sunday She dragged my ass out On a Sunday night To a show at the Funny Bone To see this dude named Chris Powell Who is uh, One of the comedians We've come to know On Roast Me From All Deaf Digital These niggas are hilarious to us um, Before we were In love with each other <laughs> Before uh, we got together We would uh, spend hours Watching these motherfuckers Roast and bake each other And um, so it was It was actually pretty dope To come up with some tickets Um, (coughs) No shade They weren't hard to get On a Sunday night uh, But it was dope to see him He was fucking hilarious He was really really funny So it was definitely worth The trip out on a Sunday night Um, I got unlimited Long Islands Which was great Because if you're going to be Out on a Sunday night Um I would hope the drinks are unlimited And they were And it was great So um, overall the weekend was just incredible It was a dope Low key Thoughtful But like in the way that really matters to me Valentine's Day weekend Cause like she knew on Friday When I get off of work <laughs> You know uh, I just You know I don't I'm not looking to dive into shit right when I get off of work and you walk through the door. You know, I need to, I need to unwind as of um, a certain time frame. My prescription is the most effective, and it has to be applied in, in within that window in order for me to become the effective individual I need to be. Was that a good way of saying it? That was a good way of saying it. So uh, she was, she did a great job of like timing that out pacing it out and making sure whatever she did we didn't have to go no fucking where on a friday after work because it was a long week (laughs) so yeah it was a really 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 awesome valentine's day weekend i hope that your valentine's day weekends were as dope as that or whatever it is you wanted it to be now that i'm done with that part 
it is very fortunate that I am in a relationship because I want to be in a relationship. I've always wanted a partner. I've always thought I'm going to go as far as I can go together with someone else. I can go really fast by myself, but I can go really far with the right partner, with the right person that compliments me. But everybody doesn't subscribe to that. Some people don't need a partner think they need a partner or some people don't even want a fucking partner like who gives a shit who wants some motherfucker breathing in your face all the time somebody asking you quit um so anyway some people don't want a partner some people don't want a partner and there's nothing wrong with that but some people have taken it so far as to say there should be a day that celebrates people being single like there should be like a singles day you know because there's a Valentine's Day, which is maybe obviously geared towards couples, but I don't ever I don't necessarily think that Valentine's Day is specifically a couple's holiday. I think Valentine's Day is a love holiday. I think it's about a feeling more than it is about um a relationship. Oh, we gotta get to that part. Um, I just got an email from the YMCA. You already know what time they on. So but I think it's more about a feeling and an emotion an aspiration, if you will, than if you will, than it is like a particular label between two people. So I don't necessarily think there should be a holiday that celebrates Singles Day because every holiday is an opportunity for singles to get unsingle. You know, you can go out to St. Patrick's Day, you go into the bar. Memorial Day, you go into the cookout. July Fourth, fireworks. Labor Day cookouts again shit fucking halloween you can even wear a mask and pretend to be whoever you want almost every weekend is is designed for single people to go out there and hunt everything about the world is for single folks to be honest with you and matter of fact it's really funny to me you know not to go off but this is what the fuck i do here it's really funny to me how single people get all woe is me on valentine's day when every other motherfucking day of the year they happy as shit to be single right like you ever met a single person y'all think y'all so motherfucking happy until y'all see a goddamn uh baby shower post or till you see somebody post a meal they got on valentine's day or some shit or anniversary or an engagement or some shit now all of a sudden it's like what about us what about the people that don't nobody want and then i look that looked up that sounds like a shot and it's not a shot it doesn't mean nobody wants you like just because you're single it doesn't mean it's a doesn't mean it's involuntary you know some people are just single because they want to be but still, every fucking weekend, every movie, every rap song, R&B song, commercial, everything in this world is catered towards single people getting what they want. Valentine's Day is just about a feeling. If you don't feel that for anybody or nobody feels that for you, this day isn't for you. I don't complain about St. Patrick's Day. I'm not white or Irish. So I don't run around saying, where's the day for black guys that like Dragon Ball Z, huh? (laughs) How come we can't celebrate a Redskins fan who doesn't fuck with the team as much lately? I don't have a holiday. No. It's a Valentine's Day. Just ain't your day. Just skip it. Move on with your life. Watch a bunch of old romance movies. Have a Galentine's Day. I actually think that's kind of dope. You know, if you're one of them girls that, you know, that really do want to celebrate Valentine's Day in the way everybody does and you ain't really there instead of sitting around and soaking, hang out with your girls. You know, what I mean, go, go, go out because the one thing you're going to have to do in order to celebrate Valentine's Day, you want to the way you want to celebrate it is go the fuck outside. So Valentine's Day, even when you're single, is a great time to go the fuck outside. Because I guarantee you it's other single motherfuckers outside on Valentine's Day trying not to be alone on Valentine's Day. 
And uh, I know all that shit's coming from a nigga who is not single, but everybody's been single before. And, you know, you don't want to... You don't want to limit your options And you also don't want If you a nigga you don't want pity pussy And if you a girl you don't want niggas feeling sorry for you Period And there's some niggas that do want pity pussy So I'm just gonna I don't want to be all in their shit But but yeah so Long story short Single folks y'all get to celebrate every weekend Every other holiday besides Valentine's Day Like almost every fucking holiday Is dedicated to y'all being single I mean maybe not Christmas and Thanksgiving And shit but that's for like families and shit Like if you want to be down on Christmas Just buy somebody Some fucking Christmas gifts and go to a party Nigga I don't know what to tell you shit um, All that being said It's been a minute since I got the link up with my homeboy Revy so I gave him a call on the Skype We linked up and we chopped up about some topics um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and let that run And when we come back we're going to jump into this uh, All-Star Weekend We're going to jump into this Dwayne Wade shit And uh, we might even talk a little bit more about this snow They think we got coming tomorrow So keep rocking with me um, We'll be right back Check out me and Revy going over some things and catching up This is the On The Ross Podcast You are now listening yeah, this is Rocks a lot with the On the Rocks podcast. I got Revy with me. You and uh, we just wanted to come together on this rainy evening to uh, just 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 go over a few hot takes. Just go over a few things going on. Revy was down last week with the flu. How you feeling, bro? Yeah, man, we're back. We're alive. We survived it. Hector still got it, but uh, they gave him Tamiflu, and he's just jumping around the house. You wouldn't know he's sick. That's what I'm talking about. But he got it. He got it right now. Uh, got the flu. Flu type B, through. if that means anything to anybody. Well, I mean, you know, he pushing through just like a good, strong Latinx man would. That being said, um, we just like I said, man, you were sick last week. I'm glad everybody's doing good. I just wanted to, just wanted to get you on the mic, man. I just been a second, man. I just wanted to get you back on the mic, bro. Yeah, That's man, it. we're here. Ready. That's it. That's it. And so, um, you know, as you you may or may not remember how we do this over here, um, I know it's been a while for you. So I'm going to start it off with something new. This is the, I can't even pronounce the name of this shit. And I'm only playing this one because you're here today. This is the Futsal, Futsal Shuffle <laughs> by Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> oh, sing this shit. Are y'all fucking dumb? Hey, you don't know about this shit, man. This is that Rolling Loud music, man. This is that Rolling Loud. It's that Miami. This that you've been outside. This afternoon, you might have smoked something, you might have had a little bit to drink. And these two white girls just walked past with no clothes on. When I finally get when I finally get my Serato popping. And I can start mixing these segments. Ooh. Y'all gonna be mad as shit when I start doing that. You gonna be mad, bro. When I start blending these shits and it ain't all abrupt like this. <laughs> Check. Mahogany dashboard. I do the dashboard. Gas. You heard Wayne new shit? Yeah, man. Uh, so I skimmed, I skimmed through it. And I actually didn't realize that there was an album out. Like I was skimming through the iTunes or whatever, or the uh-huh. title for this podcast. And uh, 
yeah, man. Like my first reaction was, why is this guy still rapping this good? Okay, I, if you was getting ready to go a direction that was gonna piss me no, off. No, no, I'm listening to this yes. and I'm like, I'm stopping the song Thank like you. every thirty seconds and I'm like, do you hear what this guy's doing right now? Like, do you understand? Like, you're not supposed to be this good this many years in. Thank you, sir. Let me get these drops off. This is the On the Ross podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She in the building. Yeah, those are just some drops we threw together real quick. But you are absolutely yeah, no, like- right. You are absolutely right, yo. Like, listen to this shit, man. Mahogany dashboard. Mahogany dashboard. Mahogany dashboard. This is the dashboard. Mahogany 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 dashboard. The 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 dynamic ways which he still puts his rhyme patterns together. Hey, that nigga still hungry, man. Yeah, no, that's what I heard too. Um, exactly that. No, I can't. I can't put it any better. I was just crazy surprised that he's still like finding different pockets in the music. Like the first track alone, he had like four different flows. Yo, the, the first, first track, track was crazy. Yo, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you guys, like, I, I was trying to break it down because you you rap. You know how it goes. I'm yeah. like. Yo, you guys don't understand how difficult it is to rap off the like out the pocket outside of it the way he was doing. Yo, and like he was right on the beat and then he like jumped off the beat and he's still rapping like with with the cadence. Like it's just crazy. Yo, let's 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 just segue off that real quick tangent. That's why I don't think people can understand how dope Eminem is. Because like I think you almost maybe have to be a rapper to know how gifted he is at putting together the shit he's putting together like you can get too caught up in the subject matter but do not miss like the art and the way he's putting these words together you know what I mean I think it's the same with Wayne well no because I actually brought up Wayne when I was I mean uh, I actually brought up Eminem when I heard the Wayne thing and I was I was actually saying how Wayne is doing he's accomplishing more than what Eminem is trying to do when he's coming back out like Eminem seems forced in that you don't have to fit six million syllables like we, we don't need the twist to rap from you like, okay if you think about it like for me eminem like in his prime was to like collapse like that era that type of like because you can hear every single word and it was like powerful you didn't have to do all these stunts and all these super like look how fast i can rap but that's because just, maybe it, that's just how he raps now you know what i mean you know that's fine i don't have it's to like it like, better than the old stuff remember when goku came out the hyperbolic time yeah. chamber and he was just walking around super saiyan and he had to learn how to pick the plates up and shit man you know what i mean but no, I mean it's to me, that's a that's a valid point that you're making though for on on some real shit. Uh, and it's just sometimes I guess I think some of the people that used to fuck with him that don't fuck with him no more maybe just outgrew. Like it's, it just he's growing a di- they did outgrow. Yeah, they did outgrow. And I think it became more apparent as we got older. It became more apparent how unrelatable he was most of the time. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, you know what? I did start to understand how he wasn't as relatable to other people because I always was a fan of just how good of a fucking rapper he was. I was never like, That's oh, thing. I was never like, oh, look, trailer park trash, just like me. Like, <laughs> I didn't relate that at all. But the story he was telling and how he was telling it, man, that shit was, it made me give well, a fuck was, about trailer trash. Yeah, it was. It, it's always cool to see an underdog story. Exactly. But un- until I got older and other people started pointing it out, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't relate to half the problems he was discussing. Well, I mean, why did you have to relate to him? I don't relate to half the shit girls rap about, but well, I like he makes, 
because art is at its, I think art is at its most powerful for the person that can relate to it. Like, I mean, yeah, that's if true. It's, it's, if it seems like they're speaking about your life, you connect to that music more. That's where the longevity comes from. Well, there's relatability, and then there's also just what entertains you. And some of this shit just entertaining. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, well, and that's the thing. Like, and I don't think he would want that legacy. Like, I think we, we don't know him, but I think in his character, he wants the legacy of just being forever. And as we grow older, like it's easy to grow out and move on from him because he didn't create nothing that really resonated with our childhood and stuff in terms of like just life experience. I mean, he's always going to have cool moments. Like remember that song when it dropped and remember hearing his voice for the first time and then those punchlines. But no, he's I mean, not going to have the, the, the staying power that I mean, it's clear he doesn't have the staying power of Jay-Z and Nas. I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to get into no serious debates with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but the, he clearly still does have staying power. He's still around. He's literally still rapping. He's one of only three rappers. Jay Z, Nas, Lil Wayne, and Eminem are the only four rappers that have had number one hits in three different decades. So I think you can call that staying power. He's literally dropped three albums in the last three years. Even whether they yeah, were, but you know, dope you know, with him you know? though, it's 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 never been so apparent with another artist. His frustration with his. Not being as relevant as, as he would like to be. Oh man, that's all. He, I mean, I don't want to say I don't know if relevance, but he's very frustrated. Every album is just a different vent of his frustration, whether it's about the climate out there right now, whether it's about the reception to his last album. Like this nigga really did make a whole other album to to be pissed off because y'all didn't like the last album he put out. Like that was I liked it, but I mm-hmm. understood why. You know, I, I got I get it. It was hilarious to me yeah. that he dropped another album to complain the entire time about y'all not like his last album. <laughs> Right, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. I mean, I don't even know if he was trying to be funny. I was just weak at that shit. But anyway, moving on from like the over over to the same hip hop debates. I don't want to have another because you know me and you can we can we can really go when it comes to like Eminem. I think he's far more relevant and impactful. You know, I think he deserves a little bit more credit than you're giving him. But that's just me. So no, he's good. He's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, Eminem's Eminem. Let's just give him his round of applause for even just. 2020 still even being relevant Shouts to him I know he's very polarizing So I'm not gonna ruin This little segment of the podcast By arguing with my friend about it <laughs> Nah it's good he's rap- I'm happy he's rapping It gives me the motivation to, Because it, there was a time When for us We felt like You, you there pretty was much a cap out at 30 Hell yeah There was a cap And I like the fact that Jay And I like the fact that All these niggas rap I love that Nas Got on a song with Lil Nas X Just to show that Hey I'm cool with all this shit I like that Because it's showing Even Joe Budden podcast And all the older rappers Are really mm-hmm, showing us mm-hmm. Niggas that came up under them That you can keep going In this hip hop shit And I applaud them for that shit too I fuck with them for that Isn't, isn't um, Griselda like 40 years old all them niggas like aren't they like thirty eight years old, thirty nine, like all of them? And they're new rappers too. I don't know, but uh, you know, let me see if I can find out real quick. But yeah, them niggas gotta be. I think Benny old. the Butcher was like close to forty, if not forty. I believe it. They look like some middle aged nigga. Oh man, they pulled up Griselda Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's our gun? Oh man, you made these niggas seem old, and one of them niggas was born the same year as me. Hold on a second. Let's yeah, well, see. There no, you go, Alvin. Shut the fuck, Alvin Worthy. <laughs> No disrespect. Was born 1982. I was born in 83. All right. So yeah, okay. he the brother of Conway. Oh, that's West Side Gun. Now he's Conway's brother. Wouldn't that brother. make him 37? That would make him 37. Being ready to turn 38 this year. Uh, Conway is also born in 1982. 
And he's the older brother of West Side Gun. So they're brothers. And then there's Benny the Butcher, who I'm personally the most of a fan of, who was born in 84. Mm-hmm. So all of these niggas are. Oh, okay. So when you average it out, yes, they are all my age. It is fuck you for calling them old and 40 and shit when they're all the same age <laughs> as me. All right. Just because you were born in 88. So it makes you feel like you're just this older version, a younger version of 30. Knock no, yourself I'm not out. that far behind you. I'm 34. What the fuck were we even talking about? Because now I'm offended. I don't want to do the show no, no more. I'm talking about the fact that it's dope that Eminem is still rapping at his age and it gives me the inspiration to feel like I still got time. Oh, when yeah, I thought I did it. Yeah, that shit was dumb. All right. So, <laughs> have you seen Just Mercy? I did. I liked it. Okay, tell us. Tell us. Give us a premise. Have I haven't you? seen it. Give us a little bit. No, I haven't seen it. Give us a little bit. I'm well, not going to spoil it, but it's just the yeah. bottom line is that white people still messed up. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. And the justice system is still horrible. Um like that's that's the point of the movie like i hate to like trivialize it like that but it's um it was a good eye. so hold on i mean like what's it, this it what's really, the story oh it's about um it's about michael b jordan he's getting people off of death row and it's based on uh, and i hate to even i could google it and stuff but it's based on true events um and it was in uh i think it was in alabama and and it was just going through the process of how the michael b jordan's character um, he graduated from Harvard, started a whole law firm, and um, it was just him and uh, the girl that played uh, Captain Marvel was in there. Oh, Brie Larson. Um, she, okay. Yeah, she was like his assistant or whatever. And it was just it was cool because you get to see like I liked it from a business person because I'm like, you get to see this dude graduate college and he's starting a business from nothing with just his friend. And his whole point is I'm going to go to Alabama where he knew that there was a lot of black people that needed help. Like there's a whole bunch of black men on death row. And he just wanted them to get some kind of representation. Like he was going through the statistics and seeing how many people were getting just, um, what do you call it, the public defender or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was looking at that and he's like, all these people getting public defended, they're not getting any kind of defense. He was reading their cases and seeing like, yo, these people are on death row and they never even got a shot to defend themselves. And uh, he latched onto a couple cases and he actually um, was able to get one guy off completely off of death row and got all his uh, charges, you know, acquitted. The whole thing? Dismissed and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nuts. It was nuts. And it was based on a true story. And then at the end of the movie, they showed you pictures of the actual people. Um, and they were giving you facts. And it, and it blew my mind that the sheriff um, that, that was present in the movie, he was in he was sheriff until like three years ago. God damn, because they keep that I'm racism. Like, I'm like, yo, like, the stuff they showed the sheriff do, like he was hiding evidence. Um, they, they took it back to court and the judge was in on it, hiding evidence. Like they, they were just dismissing evidence, dismissing testimonies. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, sounds like the South. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, it, it messes you up though, because here's the thing, and we know this, but I think a lot of people, um, they fall into the trap of feeling like, yo, what, what, when were the when were the when were the slaves freed, and that's when racism ended. And it's like, nah, man, like th- this was a couple years ago. Do they realize that like yesterday a kid was told he couldn't graduate high school till he got his dreads off? <laughs> he went through like his whole high school yes, career. Yo. And then they were you know, like, now that you mention it, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell like, if you got dreads, do not touch your hair. I can't stand that. I can't stand it. Like if you, if you got dreads, don't touch your head on let Nobody tell you to cut your hair. That junk is ridiculous to me. And it's crazy that there's ever men that feel like they have to and end up doing that. Like, was it, didn't that happen in football? Like, wasn't somebody recently saying like, you got to cut your dreads off and do cut them? Oh no, it was like a wrestling match where they told the kid he had to cut his dreads off for the wrestling match and he was like cutting them off on the sideline crying so no, he could do the wrestling no, match. You know what no, I mean? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm adamantly against that. I'm adamantly against that. I don't like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to speak a little bit out of pocket too, like that this is really none of my business, but I don't like 
girls, specifically black girls, trying to make their hair look a certain type of way. Like I like natural hair for everybody. And it's like if if if, if you got dreadlocks, leave your hair alone. Don't try to look like somebody else. Don't try to like the, whatever's the European standard of I got to go iron my hair and destroy my hair and make myself look yeah, crazy because yeah. no, no, natural hair out, like afros and dreadlocks. Natural like, hair I don't want to hear from like shit. See, no, man, that junk you is know, frustrating to me. That junk is frustrating to me. You know what else is frustrating? I had this whole clip lined up and then you went on your black hair rant. I just, <laughs> all I wanted to do with my life was play. You know what I think? You should go home to Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> because you said they kept going to Alabama, so I just wanted to play Greenbow. <laughs> Remind me to cut that shit up after the show. Alabama. Drop Alabama. Alabama. Sorry. All right, I'll do that tomorrow. I love the Roadcaster Pro. This isn't an ad, but this Roadcaster Pro, I mean, it really just makes potting fun again. It makes potting nah, you're not fun supposed again. To say it's not an ad. You're just supposed to go in and lean into it and let people think you got ad money coming in. Like, yeah, we made it, baby. Like, this episode is sponsored by Rode and the good people at Rode that provided <laughs> me with this Rodecaster. Um, yeah, sponsored discounted. by uh, Blue Microphones and Newer Stands. Yeah, uh, let's go. Um, yeah, you're now right. listening to an Amazon Prime member. <laughs> Yeah, you actually are. You know what I mean? Hey, look, I found out. Hey, look, I was sitting around the other day trying to figure out why Amazon Prime hadn't charged me this month. But because of some but some switch of the some kind of scamming magic, they were charging Kenyatta's card for like three months. Hey, that's the move. <laughs> Yo, and I was like, I think she paid for like one movie for her kids once. And then like it just straight rolled over to her card. And, and I'm sitting here I like. I thought that was like once a year. I think I paid like $110 a oh, year. Oh, no, no. I pay monthly. I pay monthly. But I have been paying monthly for uh, years. Like I've probably been paying yeah. for Amazon since like 2008. It's really, really yeah. dumb. But anyway. But yeah, that shit was weak to me because I'm sitting there like, yo, Amazon must be fucking with me because they ain't even charging me no for Amazon Prime. Yeah, man. You got the Amazon credit. Yeah. I it's like this. when you let it, when you tell them, nah, go ahead and take your time and ship it. And they give you like a $3 credit. I don't know if you ever done that. Oh, man. Nah, hell no, nah, man. You got that option. Like if, if it got Prime, you could tell them, nah, just ship it. Take a week sending it to me. And then they give you like a $10 coupon off your next purchase. Nah, that always seemed like it's coming from China, like all that wish shit from, from wish.com. Then it seemed like, oh, if it takes six <laughs> weeks to get here, that means they put it on one of Quan's boats. Okay. That means it's going to be a while. All right. They put it on one of them big MSC boats you see in the background of action movies and shit. Yeah, it's on one of them boats. Yeah. It ain't going mm-hmm. it ain't gonna be here no time soon. All right. So, right. Just Mercy was good, though. You thought it was good getting the black people off and shit. Those movies are always I thought it was predictable. Great. I thought it was great. It, it had a slow start. So, I don't know how you like the pace of your movies. I thought it was a little too slow in the beginning, but <sighs> the back half of it was incredible. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I, I don't want to be that guy, but these movies are generally pretty predictable. They start off with an injustice. No, absolutely. And they start absolutely. off with a naive um, lawyer. <laughs> Naive Esquire, if you will, and then eventually it progresses until his eyes are open. Usually, there's a visit to the hometown. You meet the family. You see what life's really like. You run into some witnesses. You run into some people who are skeptical, and it all comes together at the end with dramatic music and a not guilty or he's released. Pretty typical stuff. Yeah, but but it, it is. But this one was a true story. So it, it's. I mean, it, it, was, it was it was the same, but it's different. I'm like, not, like, you know, I, art I, imitates life anyway. Yeah, I don't want to knock that specific guy, his story. The idea behind his story, the idea behind making a movie about these stories. All I want to do is say that Michael B. Jordan ain't that great of an actor, and girls just like the way he looks. To be honest, I mean, I'm a, I only know him from uh, from Just Mercy and from Killmonger. 
What about Creed? I know he was in like Fruitvale, Fruitvale Station or whatever, but I never saw that movie. Yeah, he was like playing a guy. So nothing it against Michael B. Jordan. Um, Shouts to him. Uh, he's a yeah, you know. Bell? Yeah, he was in the um, first season of Wire. And yeah, 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 what you don't yeah, yeah. realize is he dies in like the second episode of that shit. So I don't know why he gets so much credit for being on the wire where he dies early. Like them niggas killed him like the third episode or some shit. It wasn't even like the season finale. It was yeah, like yeah. good young brother with cornrows gets cornered by his friends in a crack house and then he like dies. Like shit's crazy, man. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, that's right. Let me move on to this. It says I haven't figured out how to properly transition during this show yet. And I'm trying to keep things light. Me and this nigga really be ready to debate about any and everything at any given moment. Doesn't matter what it is. He'll play devil's advocate about this. I'll play devil's advocate about that. Or sometimes I'd like to tell him he's just flat out wrong. When he's not wrong, he just has a different opinion than mine. <laughs> it's wrong <laughs> But it's just a different opinion of mine And with that being said We're going to roll on into this Can you hear the music? Yeah, it's a little loud A little bit That means you know what time it is Yeah, we know what time it is <laughs> This is a safe space, Juan This is a safe space For you to come on down And just You know, I know you have it in you And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with just ignoring your grievances. There's nothing wrong with just pushing past no, these enough. things. No, Let's jump into it. Look, I told you I was going to tell you. Let's go. Look, I'm about, I'm about sick of people sending you emails and then coming across your desk and coming to tell you what they said in the email. Like, so I just sent you an email. Like, no, your sentence should never start with, so I just sent you an email. So you just need to go sit back down. All right. That, that's that's what needs to go on right now. Did you just read that email and then you proceed to tell me everything you said on it? Like, no, I'm done. Talk like, your shit, Rabbi. This is all of us. I can't stand it. This isn't just you. That's, that's everybody. Yeah, if you You're got a job and you work in like any kind of computer, you always dealing with that person that want to come over here and read you the email. Oh, this is a safe space. No. This is a safe space. This is not safe for you to walk up over here and talk to me about the email you just said, but it's a safe space to talk about your grievances. I had to stop somebody the other day and I was like, yeah, I read the email. Stop. I'm writing you back right now. Oh. He said, yeah, but did you not stop? Stop. I was like, I'm, I'm in the middle of responding right now. Like, I'm not going to have this conversation twice. Is it inappropriate <laughs> to use gunshot sound effects when you're talking about workplace um, isms? <laughs> That's fine. Just don't say where you work. You should be good to go. <laughs> hey, yo, I don't like the people at work, right? That whenever they ask y'all to do something and you don't feel like doing it, what you gonna do? You gonna say your computer acting up, huh? Oh, my computer just crashed. Oh, it's frozen. My keyboard's not working. I restarted three times. No, you didn't. You lying piece of shit. You didn't restart. You lie. You lie. You know what? Cause we can just right click on the screen and look at this little tab that tells us how long your computer's been on. Sometimes that should have say 17 days. You talk about you restarted three times already. What the fuck you didn't? <laughs> but this is a safe space. <laughs> so, you know, um, anytime anybody feels like they have something they want to get off their chest, they want to air a grievance because these are the things you push through in your day to day because you got to make it through your nine to five, your, your 12 yeah. to eight, your, your eight to 11, your seven to three. But this is where you can get that shit off. How do you feel about voicemails in 2020? What the fuck are you leaving me a voicemail for? Why? Why? Yo, more than likely, text, more than hang likely, send me a text. more than likely, I'm not picking up the phone for a motherfucking reason. <laughs> and this is 2020, not 1920. So if you call somebody, 
it, there's no way in hell they cannot know you called them. There's no way anyone wow. can miss a call and not know who that call was from. Even if it's just the seven digits, don't leave me a voicemail. <laughs> Yeah, man, send me a text. Please, if, when I get that fucking notification across my goddamn phone, I'm like, who is this? Who has done this? I wish I could disable voicemail. My phone bill should be cheaper <laughs> if I could disable voicemail. Like, don't even leave me a message. I ain't got to use none of y'all cloud space for this. They can either text me yeah, or I will call them back. The, the, the voicemail to text, that, that's been a lifesaver because I go through there, I see a couple words, delete them. I don't listen to voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> you see a couple words and then delete them. Yeah, just like, yo, does anything look interesting to me? Nah, boom, delete. Like, I don't listen to the actual voicemail. I understand completely. And you know what? I have yeah. one more grievance. And you know what? This might be a little funny style of me because the people I'm getting ready to grieve about are sitting in the room next to me. And they might even be able to hear me if I say this shit loud enough. But let me ask you this. How hard is it to make Kool-Aid? <laughs> How hard is it to make Kool-Aid? One cup of sugar, one pack of Kool-Aid, combine them, pitcher of Kool-Aid. What is so difficult about this? Why is the Kool-Aid watery? Why does the Kool-Aid taste like super strawberry? Why does the Kool-Aid taste like jelly? Because there's too much sugar in it. What is the problem? Measure it out. It's the simplest recipe in the history of history. Now I have to give them props, everybody's getting better. But a couple of years ago, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. You good, man? You got it. You got your shit I off? Like, I feel like the ultimate test of a good Kool-Aid is when you freeze it, this should be like a layer of syrup at the top. Mm. Like, that's the ultimate test if you made it right. Like you should be able to make an icy out of it. I mean, the icy out of Kool-Aid is automatic. Automatic. Fuss still brings that back. He did that without me even saying anything that that was like a thing. Like Fuss was automatically just thrown in the freezer when he was like four, five years old. And I was like, look at this nigga. This is the last time he had an idea, but it was a good one. You know what I mean? I was impressed. I was impressed because little boys go through this phase and, and Hector may or may not go through it. I don't know how Latinx little boys grow up, but they go through this phase of not knowing anything and not having any ideas about anything ever. Is it? Like, no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Uh, oh man, the, the the craziest shit in the world is trying to watch a little boy think about something. Like, just like think about it. What do you think? Hmm. And they like make faces that look like they're thinking, but I don't think they know how to really crank the thinking up in their brain. So they're just like, huh, huh. I don't know. No, they, they, still, they, they hit you with the Homer Simpson face. Like they really want you to think they're thinking about it, but they're already like Fortnite. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like I gotta Lego, get through this. Lego. Like they just like they just 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 yeah, fuck it. They just <laughs> they're not listening at all. Okay, they're not listening at all. The music back. See, little boys, right? No, I'm just joking. I'm having another. Now the last thing I was gonna say is, how come in 2020 we still can't get red sauce off of Tupperware? There's like a like, there's why, like why, a why, there's why, like a Twitter <laughs> Facebook hack for that. <laughs> Well, yeah, somebody send me the Facebook hack. I need, I need hey, somebody to send me like, DM you, me the Facebook hack. Can y'all be calling me bougie and shit? But like, I just don't deal with shit like that no more. Like that shit gets like that. I'm just not the way and buy another one. Yeah, we're not using this anymore. We're not doing this. We don't have to do this. It's not 1997. These Tupperware, this whole pack was like two dollars and eighty six cents or some shit. Like we don't have to pretend like we got to make this shit last the way Mama did. <laughs> My mom was but trying that's to true because I'd be, I'd be like, just give it a week and we're gonna have an empty ham container anyway. That's a new Tupperware right there. Like, yo, yo like I've raised the quality of standards, the standard of quality in my life, and I've had to reteach it to my family. Like, yo, we don't have to reuse disposable cups. 
just throw them shits out. <laughs> we'll get some more. <laughs> like, throw them away. Like, I know it was fun to use them straws, but we can throw the straws away. We want more straw. We'll get more straws. We don't have to wash this shit off. Just throw it out. Right. <laughs> this right. cup is like melted. Throw it away. <laughs> we don't got to keep it no more. We don't have to do this. We don't have to live like this. But yeah, so anyway. Uh, I don't want to keep going on the grievances, man, because we're going to get, I'm going to get myself in trouble and then we can't use this segment. (laughs) So, uh, you had mentioned you want to talk about social media plateauing. Where are the jokes in that topic? Oh, I don't know. We was only joking. I'm here for the jokes tonight, man. I'm here for the (laughs) jokes. You've been, you had the flu for a while. You wasn't able to rock with us this week. Me and you be debating everything serious in the world when we just be trying to have a passing conversation. Nah, but but you know what's actually so the 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 social media thing is a little more serious, I think. But the funny the funny topic, kind of like funny weird and a little bit funny, haha, was freaking uh, the Tesla thing. You heard about this Tesla? Like, what happens if you buy a used Tesla? You heard about this nonsense? No, no, tell me about it. So if you buy a used Tesla, they don't like they disable uh, like some of the features. Like so, Teslas come with like autopilot and GPS and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, this. like it's like software basically. So yeah, so if I got a Tesla and then I sell it to you, Tesla automatically pushes an update to the car that you can't stop. They send an update to the car, like a firmware update that disables a whole bunch of stuff. And then it's like, if you would like to unlock these features, you got to give eight thousand dollars to Tesla. It's like, but I just bought this car. It's like, no, no, no. But you didn't give us the money for that feature. That's almost like selling somebody a new laptop <laughs> or selling somebody a laptop. And then Apple's like, no, or no, excuse me, Windows, because they was the one selling operating systems. And Windows is like, yeah, this yeah, is your yeah. laptop, but you didn't pay for this operating system. <laughs> so that's effectively, exactly you is. can't use this. That's nuts. That's exactly what it is. But that junk is unheard of in cars until Yo, now. Crazy. Until Tesla was like, gotcha. That's crazy. That's like you buy a and Corvette they, for somebody and GM is like, nah, you can have a car, but you can't have an engine, nigga. We designed this shit ourselves. Like, I mean, that's the I problem with those cars. Yeah, like that's like you buy a Tesla for these certain features, and now it's like you're not gonna be able to sell them. You're like you, there's no, they're, they're gonna destroy a used market for them. I mean, ain't that what iPhones do? Ain't that what iPhones do? I tell you what iPhones do. They last longer than every other phone you had. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> we know that's not true. <laughs> hey, go back. I had an iPhone six for like four years. Yeah, you just didn't care about yourself for those years. Yeah, you, you just didn't love yourself enough. You, did, you just working didn't love yourself. Fine. You know what? Kenyatta goes through this thing where she wants me to be proud of her that she doesn't want to upgrade her phone, and she goes through long stretches without upgrading her. And I'm not. I'm not. You niggas is not cool just because you want to keep an old phone for a little while now. Like you're not cool for having an iPhone six for four years, nigga. Get an iPhone nah, before, seventeen. Before technology plateaued anyway. Oh, no, yeah, they, 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 at, at this age, for I don't need a phone that does anything more than just. Uh, text and calls. That's oh. it. A little bit of Facebook and Instagram. Like I don't need nothing else. Sorry to sound like a real old head. <laughs> what else would we do? What else are we doing with these phones? Though? Like hey. I don't get it. Like at this age, what am I doing? My phone be doing a lot for me though. I like every time I hear people say that, I be like, my phone does a lot. Maybe that's why I like I have a I like having a phone with all these capabilities because it does a lot. It's like I used to always keep a computer with me because that was the way I operated. Now I keep my phone with me because it, it's replaced the computer I used to keep with me. It does like everything. It's crazy. I was at work today pulling my, uh, I call it my Tony Stark when I'm just taking over screens in the shop. 
And I was just walking around putting people's faces like I was turning my camera on and then taking over the screen that was above them and say, hey, look at you on TV now. Look at yourself. He was like, oh, these niggas is like cavemen. Should have seen this shit. They were like, oh, is that me? Oh, oh how'd you do that? He's like staring at the camera on my phone. I'm like, your face is up there. I was like, why are you looking at the phone? You're up there, nigga. Like, this shit's weird. But nah, my phone do a lot. It do a lot of the shit I needed to do. I mean, I don't know. It's weird for me. Like, I literally edit. Well, when, when I had the time to a couple weeks ago, I was editing video and audio clips on my phone with adobe I mean, with uh with yeah with adobe rush on my phone like and posting them no computer yeah, I mean, necessary you could, do it, you could do it on iphones i think i think that the i mean but i like i actually I, I, do it there's a lot of capabilities on these newer smartphones that i get that i use use like i understand yeah, people cool. having iphones that, that they don't use all the capabilities because they you can do this but i'm like i'm using a lot of this shit so i kind of like it like it works for me like i almost have my entire laptop backed up on my cell phone like literally, like everything that's on the computer. Yeah, no, I need a bigger screen than that. Like I actually went out and bought a new iPad because of that. Because I wanted to start using the phone more often, but then I'm like, I need a bigger screen. And plus, I actually, you, you know what I've been doing, and this is, uh, I don't know if you could try it one day if you got a tablet somewhere, but I like actually writing rhymes on a uh, on an iPad because I got the pencil and everything, and I like writing on there because then yeah, like that. Yeah, if you, I don't know if you've done it, but like I like because every I got Apple on everything in the house, so oh, I like being able to just like. Write a rhyme on the iPad and then go to the laptop and the same rhyme is there. Like, yo, I can control yeah, my I, phone with the goddamn stylus. Like, I can volume up and like. Oh, that yeah, no, that's crazy. just stupid. But no, I write on my phone a lot. I can never write raps on my phone. I, I just need the. I need that tactile. Nah, that's way too small. Pen and paper. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Well, no, I mean like just. It has to be. I'm still analog with that. I need pen and paper, and then it literally almost has to be the right pen and the right paper for me to feel like. It's a lot, so I couldn't do that. But it, I couldn't do that on like a device. But um, I don't understand what you're saying though, because I know that um, I know that um, iPads are like super capable compared to the ones that first came out. Like I know they do a lot now. Yeah, yeah. So like I can understand. Nah, I, I like the whole thing about um, I I, I like um, like the way I've been using it is I'll put like I got an app that has like beats and stuff you can lease. Uh -huh. So then I got a playlist of beats that I like. And I'm like playing the beats on the iPad and then I'm freaking writing rhymes on the iPad notepad. Like it's just dope. Like I never had that. Like usually you'd have to get your speaker out, play it on there, and then grab your composition book or whatever. And I still do that. But it's just dope to have the iPad next to my bed and I have everything I need right there on that iPad. Anything that makes your workflow easier is great. Mm -hmm. Every time. That's like that's kinda like same with the roadcaster. Like it just made my workflow so much easier that it's like fun to do this shit now. Like I'm looking for opportunities to use it as opposed to like Having to use all this equipment, over. I don't know what I'm gonna do with all this shit. I got a four channel, <coughs> four channel. Uh, what is this? UMC interface and a two channel. I might keep the two channel because like that probably be good for still like a low recording. But or I might keep the four channel and get rid of the two channel because the four channel at least gives me all the options. I don't know, but I don't think I need all this shit over here no more. Shit's crazy. Who to thunk it? Yeah, man. Who to thunk it? All right, what else we got, dog? What else we got? Um, Tesla. That's fucked up what Tesla's doing. Let's just be clear. <laughs> like that's 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 fucked up. Like they're they're monetizing the shit out of everything. That's crazy. You sell me a motherfucking Tesla, all I can do is start it and drive it with this big thirty seven inch screen in the middle doesn't work. <laughs> like Yeah, no, they like, were joking it on the collie. They were like they selling DLC for cars now, like on video <laughs> yeah, games. Downloadable like, content. Hell yeah, nigga. <laughs> Pay five dollars to upgrade your air conditioning knobs and shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like it's like, like how about Tesla and I need V Bucks to get to my job. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Windows ninety five in the console now because like, 
<laughs> what the hell? You got, a, you got a Linux command prompt in the middle now because you ain't paid $9,000. Exactly. Yeah, 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 you got to yeah, know yeah. coding and shit. <laughs> That's that bullshit. Could you imagine? That's yeah, some bullshit. Nah, it's but then somebody's it's gonna like it, somebody's it, gonna it's jack like, it. As soon as it hits the Wi-Fi of your house, it just downloads the the freaking the, the update. Hold on, man. Secondly, we ain't even thought about niggas hacking that shit. Like the way these niggas used to hack fire sticks and shit. Somebody gonna hack a Tesla? Oh, they were saying one. that they were like, so you got to jailbreak your car now? Like, you got to jail. <laughs> This is the on the rock. You gotta jailbreak your fucking car. (laughs) And what kind of hold on, but what kind of shit you gonna do to it now that it's jailbreaking? Like you gonna change your miles per gallon up and shit? You gonna give yourself ultimate mode? You gonna remove the speed limiter and shit? Super sport mode. (laughs) Hell yeah. Like Nah, you didn't even think like what about like when the police get a hold of that stuff and they just throw a software patch at your car like to pull you over? Like, Actually, my car goes 300 miles an hour. Thank you very much. They just they they just DM you and just shut your car Yo, off. Yo, that's gonna combine like the car geeks with the actual geeks, right? So now like the fat like Dom and them is gonna be picking up somebody like me, and I'm gonna be in the crew now and shit because like they need somebody to install <laughs> software and shit. Like, like, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if they can get a warrant and go through your car's like brain and be like, yeah, you were going this speed limit for this amount of time. The amount of data. That Tesla is gathering from people that drive mm-hmm. their cars has to be ridiculous. Because you know they drive themselves, right? Like they got the, the you put the yes. GPS points and you could just go to sleep and you, you just wake up to where you're supposed to be. Think about all the data they gathered before that, during that. They know the same way Google's been gathering data on us for like 20 years now. We didn't realize it through mm-hmm. our search engine. Like Google's been selling our data since like 05, 06. I remember that shit. But Facebook yeah. is just doing it so overtly. It's like, ah, it's all our face. But Google was doing it with search results and like the ads on the side. Facebook is like putting a baby stroller right beneath your, your baby announcement and shit now. Like it's just fucking egregious. Yeah. But yeah, that's just going to be nuts, man. Like cops are going to be able to like download your car data and shit. But like, oh, he had his volume cranked up to 98. He was going 86 miles an hour in a 25. And we have the camera from inside the car that shows him trying to light the blunt as he crashed into the other yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gonna catch me like this on the camera and shit. Like, Ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be playing a gif of me in court, dropping this shit like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, over and over again and shit. <laughs> like nah man fuck that the future's scary no. future's scary alright man but look I say I just wanted to catch up with you real quick um, anybody you want to shout out anything you want to say real quick cause we gonna link up again later on this, later on this episode if you will I gotta learn how to say things the right way so it don't seem like today's yeah, Tuesday and then tomorrow's Sunday <laughs> Yeah but, man This might be the move anybody, I don't know I gotta hear how it sounds If I'm happy with it This might happen more often And the only thing We might change Is the mic Because uh, Vic, yeah. Vic has a really good mic now And it makes a difference I'm, I don't know if I'm Catching a little bit of background But we'll talk about it off mic We'll talk about it off mic Yeah Any shout I'm, outs in you empty, wanna? I'm in an empty room now anyway This is the room Where I used to have the studio Yeah And I, I took everything out Yeah yeah It seems like it It seems like it You got some ventilation yeah, In that motherfucker You got ventilation yeah, in there is, uh, It's empty man It's just bare walls right now Oh, okay. Is there any ventilation? In here? Yeah. Nah, you don't need it. Oh, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So as long as it don't, because as long as you know that the air in there can't get to the other parts of the house, booyah, <laughs> you already know what time we on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess you ain't got no shout out. So this has been. This is the <laughs> On The Ross Podcast. You are now listening. Shouts to Revy. Shouts to Yada. Shouts to everybody. The NBC Media Group. Shouts to Q God couldn't be here tonight, but he will be here next time. And uh, I guess we out. Yeah, man. Miggity Mike, we back. Um, this is Rocks a lot with the On the Rocks podcast. As usual, 
So yeah, that was me and Revy chopping it up, catching up about a few things. I'm always trying to keep shit light with him, but me and him have so many like debates and like just different conversations about shit behind the scenes. It's really hard to get me and him to just stick to the jokes, baby. I just be trying to stick to the jokes. Speaking of which. This is a safe space. This week, um, I'm gonna take advantage. This is the airing of grievances. We do this every week. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Hennessy Privilege. See, this is the On the Rocks podcast. It started with us drinking Henny on the rocks. Won't mix it with nothing. And I always said that Hennessy privilege is really the only privilege that black people have. It was All-Star Weekend. Everybody was in Chicago. Everybody came together. Specifically, they came together for the celebrity All-Star basketball game whole bunch of celebrities everybody was out there you had Quavo of course you had your WNBA all-stars you had your retired players your government official in Arn Duncan and also out there you had your boy Common Mr. AI himself Hustling, chasing after loose balls, diving, blocking shots, running to the rim, the assist, the defense, doing the most, man. Doing the most. It was annoying to watch. I know he was in Chicago. I know he was repping the city. And you know what? I know I sound like a hater. I know he was out there doing what he was supposed to be out there doing with the All-Star game in his city. And still, I ain't like that shit. Mr. AI. Playing hard as shit. I mean, he was out there sweating, sweating. And I think I'm hating because the nigga was in great shape. Like, he was in great fucking shape. He running, sweating, not getting tired. He talking and performing physical activity at the same time. Fuck is this guy? Fuck is this guy? And I want to get a nigga his props, but I'm airing grievances right now. I ain't like saying that shit, man. I don't like the commercials came on for two and a half years and this nigga saying, AI... Like he had to be told by the director that that was two separate letters. You weren't supposed to say A. You were supposed to say AI. <laughs> yeah, so. Another grievance I had this week um, as it relates to the All Star game is uh, Lil Rel. Lil Rel Howery. Howery. I don't know how you say your last name, but you know what I do know how to say? You played yourself. You had all these videos on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter with your other little awkwardly shaped friend, Hannibal Burris, about how y'all was gonna go out there and rap for Chicago. You was out there practicing your crossover, your sham god, your Euro step. 
had us thinking you was gonna be out there, you know what I mean? Hitting it with the woo wop the bam, you know what I mean? On some chance to rap a shit. Thought you was gonna put on for your city. Thought you was gonna hang your jersey in the rafters of Chi-Town Legends. Then midway through the first quarter, you bust your ass. Chasing after a loose ball. And I understand. I understand. Your body forgot what it was really capable of. One foot tripped over the other. And you're sliding on your belly across the goddamn United Center floor. And he was mad for real, too. He was really mad. He wasn't smiling when he got up. He tried to play defense all quick. Tried to really lock somebody down. Because it's the only way you recover from that shit. It's the only way you recover. And shit was whack, man. I didn't like that shit. You had us thinking you was going to go out there and put on for the middle-aged nigga. The 30, the mid-30 nigga that still think he got it. And all you did was become an example of why we shouldn't be out there doing that shit. I ain't like that either, man. Sticking with the all-star theme. They had us set up for what could have been, goddammit, the one of the greatest dunk contests of all time. You had a white boy who embraced it. You know, he did the whole white man can't jump cosplay. You know what I mean? He did that. Dwight Howard trying to rehab himself. He went and dug in his little bag of tricks. And that's no shade to him, because you know he had been going through some shit. And pulled out the Superman cape only to give us a couple of athletic dunks, but you know, an average. Some nigga named Dennis Jones from Miami. And the god, Aaron Gordon. If you do or don't know, um, Aaron Gordon was robbed a couple years ago in the dunk contest. He did dunks no one had ever seen. I, he, I think he did dunks to this day that no one else could do, which is very important when it comes to the athleticism involved. He jumped over a nigga that was seven foot five, who ducked his head a little bit because he was scared. And Aaron Gordon, who got, what, five fifties in a row, was robbed in the dunk contest. And it hurt to see, because it was the second time they did that shit to him. It was like somebody behind the scenes pulling the strings just don't fuck with this little mulatto boy who played out in Orlando. Shout out to Jason Sinatra. almost makes the dunk contest I don't know I mean he did dunks that no one else could do he did dunks that I don't think anybody else was capable of even attempting which is really important so when he says that he's not gonna participate in the dunk contest anymore he has every right to he is a king without a crown That was the airing of grievances. Now there's another topic that 
I kind of wanted to put in the air in the grievances, but um, I think it, I think it deserved a little more than the airing of grievances. Um, the airing of grievances is designed to be kind of a lighthearted way to get some shit off your chest. But in this case, I think that uh, it deserved a little bit more than the Kanye instrumental and you know that type of thing. Dwayne Wade had a son who has decided that he wants to be a daughter. And Dwayne Wade and his wife, Gabrielle Union, they like 100% support that. And that is incredible. That is dope. That is how it should be. Um, You should always support your kids. But, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself. And so he was explaining because Dwayne Wade's on a little bit of a press run right now. He's kind of out here sowing his royal oats now that he's retired, especially with All-Star Weekend. And uh, he was doing an interview with Robin Roberts, and he mentioned that his son, um, had, his daughter, had told him that that's how she feels. She feels like she's a daughter, not a son. And they completely supported it and 100% supported it. Uh, and the thing about it that has me discussing it on my show is <clears throat> all the other adult males that have decided that they are allowed to have an opinion on Dwayne Wade's parenting and Dwayne Wade's daughter and his his children, basically, which is the weirdest shit in the world to me. Um, a lot of people don't agree with things like that, and clearly a lot of people don't even think it's appropriate for kids to be involved in the kind of discussion about being transgender, LGBTQ, but the reality is the reality. Like, this is out here. This is what's happening, and Um, If you're a parent, uh, you know that there's nothing your kid can do to make you not love them, period. There's just nothing. There's nothing your kid could ever do that would make you turn your back on your child. And let's say your child came to you one day and said, hey, I think I can sing. (laughs) Like, yo, I really think I can blow and I want to I want to try to become a singer. Um. Are you going to let the way other people feel about your child's potential make you tell your child he can't sing? Are you going to tell your child, no, no, nobody wants to hear you sing. Nobody wants you to express yourself in that way. Like, people aren't going to like that. I mean, it's just a part of who that kid is. And maybe, you know, I'm not the, I am not the expert that should be talking about this shit. And that might be a poor example, but you got to let your kid be who they are. And the reality is, this is who people are. This is not a fluke. This is not, there's nothing beneficial about telling the world you are who you are versus what the world sees you as. There's nothing that, there's nothing good that necessarily comes from that externally. Like you see what happens when people do these things, like they're persecuted, like they're literally persecuted and become second class citizens. Like you putting a scarlet letter on your chest, a target on your back when you tell the world that, hey, I know you see me as this, but this is who I feel like I am. And I would really, really appreciate it if you treated me like who I feel like I am versus what you think you see when you look at me. And I think it's really important to respect that from people. And like, it's wild that we live in a world where what you think is supposed to fucking matter to me (laughs) or like what you think is supposed to matter to that person. Like who gives a fuck what you think? And people 
look at somebody's whole other situation and they start yelling from the mountaintops what the fuck they think. And it's like, who gives a fuck what you think? Like, why? Why does your opinion on this subject even matter? This is not your child. This is not your son, daughter, niece, nephew. It's nothing to do with you. It's just the fact that you know about somebody else's life. And now you're using that to create a narrative and judge and just be disgusting about a kid. Because you think you know something about this kid and his family. It's fucking, and you should really take a hard look at yourself when you're making these kind of statements about a child or about a black father who's supporting his child, regardless of what the fuck you think. I'm a dad. I don't give a fuck what you think about how I raise my son or what I do for him or how he feels or what he wants. I don't care. So why do you think that Dwayne Wade cares? Why do you think that anybody should give a fuck what you think just because you think it? That's probably my biggest question. And, you know, people, it's just disgusting. Like, it's really fucking gross. It's 2020. And uh, I know people who think that or who post things about there being some kind of agenda to destroy the black man. And uh, there was an agenda to destroy the black man. It started in 1619. When the first slaves arrived from Africa and they divided our families and made us property and beat the shit out of us and made us work for free. That was the agenda to destroy the black man. But black men living in a world where they can express themselves and be who the fuck they are and have the freedom to say who they are and move the way they want to. That is progress. Because before we used to be property. Now we can be whatever the fuck we want to be for the most part. And it's assholes that are holding us back like nah I don't do that people should be able to like that's what real freedom is and so when you uh, when you criticize or or judge or whatever the fuck you're doing how somebody's living because you disagree with it you're literally holding back our entire people <laughs> like our whole race like I'm not even being dramatic about the shit because if we can't be free to express ourselves because we're black then we're not free because we're black so if you look at someone expressing themselves like a man that who, who identifies as a woman, who feels more like a woman on the inside than how he looks on the outside, and you say, you shouldn't do that, man. Like, that shit's crazy. It makes us all look crazy. No. What makes us look crazy is not being who the fuck we are because we're already a nationless people. We're already some people that were brought over from a whole other fucking place. So can we at least be who the fuck we are now that we're here? But now we're supposed to listen to how you feel about who the fuck I think I am. Or who the fuck they think they are. Or who Dwayne's Wade's daughter thinks he, she is. No one cares what you think. It's a disgusting thing for a grown ass man to be sitting around talking about a child. A child's feelings, emotions, and gender identity. It's a disgusting thing. You got real shit to worry about, nigga. How you getting to work tomorrow? <laughs> How you gonna make it to your next paycheck while you sitting around talking shit about a kid? I think it's the bravest, most amazing thing in the world for Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade to stand up for their child and let their child be who they are. I think it's the bravest shit in the world. I think they deserve a round of applause. This world is disgusting. This is a cruel, nasty, disgusting-ass place to live. And you're going to need parents. Oh, that child, your kids, every child needs parents like... Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union to stand up for them and defend them and guide them through this disgusting ass world where grown ass people sit around talking about kids. The same people talking about there's an agenda to destroy the black man don't raise their kids now. 
<laughs> aren't with their child's mother right this second. Got baby mamas, got multiple baby mamas, multiple kids by multiple mamas, paying child support out here, running the streets, not handling their responsibilities. But nah, nah, nah. It's a little girl who might have been born a boy that's destroying the black man. <laughs> not your bum ass who's not raising none of your kids and making nothing but excuses for not being there. No, 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 no. It's niggas wearing makeup and a guy wearing a dress and somebody just having the freedom to do what the fuck they want to do. That's what's destroying the black man. Not you not raising your son. That's just crazy to me. You got to let people be. Black people have to let black people be. No matter what we want to become, no matter what somebody wants to be or become, you have to let them grow into that. That's what real freedom is. We ain't never going to be free if we can't be who we want to be, no matter what it is. They didn't agree that we were people. They didn't even think we were fucking people hundreds of years ago. Not even that fucking long ago. They didn't even think we were people. And a lot of niggas believe that shit. So now you don't think somebody can be what they want to be. That's a different form of oppression. That's a different form of taking away somebody's freedom. Telling them what they are versus what they want to be. Why can't people see it that way? If somebody says, this is who I am, treat me as who I am, not as who you see me as. It's the same thing as the way they used to look at black people like we was property and not people. That's why they were so inhumane to us. That's why they were so terrible to us because they didn't even look at us like fucking people. To be human is to accept somebody as who they are. You're equal. And just like you have free will and can do whatever you want, this person has free will and can do whatever the fuck they want. They can be who they want to be and you have to accept them for who they are. It doesn't matter what you think. You don't have to have an opinion on every fucking thing. But it's 2020. It's the world we live in. I think we should take away uh, Lil Boosie's Instagram account. We need to give him one of them phones that uh, One of them uh, Obama phones That only can text and make phone calls and shit But it has no like Digital signature like He's not even allowed to have a phone that has a GPS Signal to it Because every time he opens his mouth About something he doesn't understand He spews ignorance and it turns into headlines And it just clicks and clicks and clicks The whole Social media internet hype cycle Where somebody can just say one thing And it becomes a thousand headlines And literally the headline is just Boosie said this On the internet today Boosie said this about this Let me give you a little background Of what he was talking And it just becomes a It's like a It's a self-fulfilling prophecy It's like a Cannibalization Like it's like a story that eats itself like it only just feeds off itself Boosie says something about something that happened People react to Boosie saying something Then Boosie reacts to what people reacted to him saying something And it just never fucking stops Until the next thing happens And everybody just screams their opinion into the abyss And hopes somebody hears them and says I disagree And then that's the whole game In the meantime There's a kid being destroyed on the internet By grown ass people who have no idea What the fuck they're talking about And like and they think it doesn't matter I don't I, A lot of the time I don't even think it's worth it To be a fucking celebrity Like I get it It's an opportunity You can change your life and But Look at how people treat you Like think about You might be somebody Listening to this right now Who thinks it's disgusting That Dwayne Wade's daughter Was born a boy And now identifies as a daughter But why do you fucking care 
What does it matter to you? You think if Dwayne Wade's son touches you, you're going to be gay? Like, what the, what the, you know, there's been gay people since the beginning of time, and you're going to die on this hill of being upset that somebody identifies as something that, that they don't look like to you? Like, what the fuck? It's the, it's the craziest shit in the world. Like, why does that matter to you so much? I'd love for you to be listening to this shit and comment or, or post why it matters to you so much. Why do you think that Dwayne Wade's son, or Dwayne Wade's daughter being born a son but identifying as a daughter why does that bother you why, what does that do to hurt you tell me more <laughs> tell me more about how there's a plot to destroy the black male and how this is affecting you personally because I'm a black male and I think there's a plot to destroy the black male I don't think it has nothing to do with niggas wearing dresses or mumble rapping or whatever the fuck it is that you think is destroying I don't think it has nothing to do with that I think it has everything to do with the systemic racism that is built into the DNA of this country that the fact that we used to be slaves and there are a lot of people who for some stupid ass reason can't let go of the fact that, that at one point in this country they really thought they were superior to us. I think that's the plot to destroy the black man. To make it harder for us to own homes and get jobs and have good credit and start businesses and flourish in this fucking country. That's the plot to destroy the black man. And if you're really interested in stopping the plot to destroy the black man, you would fucking vote. And you'd pay more attention to politics and you'd be more active in your community. And you'd be the kind of black male role model that kids need to see. You know how you're so worried about um, the, the music videos and Young Thug and Lil Uzi feminizing the black man. Well, what the fuck are you doing? What kind of role model are you? I think it'd be better to focus on that than it is to worry about Dwayne Wade's daughter being born a son. I think that's the way you could give back. You can shut the fuck up and become an example for the young men around you that you're so worried about this agenda to destroy the black male. Like, it's this invisible fucking war that you're fighting on the internet. Every time you see something, uh, a clickbait-ass headline, here you are, fucking keyboard warrior, here goes the agenda, destroy the black male. Shut the fuck up. Go be a male, a positive African-American male role model to a black boy near you, and then tell me more about the agenda to destroy the black male. The fuck are you doing? Dwayne Wade's being a positive black father to his daughter. What, what, what's your example? <laughs> like, what are you doing? What do you have to stand up against that? He's doing everything he's supposed to be doing. What the fuck are you doing to be sitting around talking about his daughter and their family? Yada, yada, yada. She in the building. This is the On The Ross Podcast. You are now listening. Last week was the 11 and five-year anniversary of two of Drake's uh, most important projects It was the 11 year anniversary of So Far Gone His initial debut mixtape And it was a 5 year anniversary of If you're reading this is too late um, Two very important projects And probably hip hop history for real So instead of sitting here And just kind of giving him his flowers alone I called one of his biggest fans And one of my best friends My homeboy Sleep and Eat So we could talk a little Drizzy Drake Keep rocking with us This is me and Sleep Discussing Drake and his albums and contribution to hip hop. Yada yada y'all, she in the building. This is the On the Ross podcast. You are now listening. Miggity mic check one two. What is this? Let me turn the TV down. Let me oh, close the window. Uh. Do that right, man. Uh, it is a rainy 
Thursday night here in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. It is February 13th, and it is the five-year anniversary of several or a couple of Drake's seminal projects. So here... This is the On The Ross Podcast. You we are, are now listening. to give him his flowers and celebrate two arguable classics. And to do that, I'm going to call one of my closest friends up to help me have this discussion. My boy, Sleep and Eat. So give me a second to get him on the line and we're going to make it happen. Bring that down. Y'all need to hear all that. Yes, sir. Yo, what's going on, man? I appreciate your time. This is Rocks Alive with the On The Rocks podcast. You are live. What's happening, man? You all right? Man, I'm doing my thug this live here. I appreciate you calling me. Hey, Very I appreciate you. To you. as always. Appreciate you making time for me, man. How are things going up there in the northern part of the state? Whoo! I mean, it's always cold, you know. Um, otherwise, we... Didn't get any coronaviruses, so we're good. <laughs> Thank God for that. Always got to make sure we, we we applaud and appreciate good health. And like I said, sure this indeed. is the podcast. is your first time being a guest, so I appreciate you making time for us. So shouts to you for that. Um, but yeah, as you know, man, I, I we, we talked about it a little bit beforehand, but today is the five-year anniversary of... If you're reading this, it's too late by Drake, and it's the 11 year anniversary of the seminal so far gone. And I really did, I really did, even if you're skeptical, I really did want to take some time out to give him his flowers and just kind of celebrate him, you know? And who, who better to do that with <clears throat> than one of his uh, acolytes? So what's happening, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I get it, you know, I kind of look like Drake, so therefore, I therefore. I should actually, you know, have a lot to say about him, but that's, that's, no. that's not the case. No, sir, sir, <laughs> sir. I did not bring you on the show to just disrespect you off rip. Okay, let's just let's just be clear. You're a fan of his. <laughs> you appreciate his music. It has had an impact on your life. It has had an impact on my life. I appreciate his music. I think he's going to go down as one of the greatest artists of all time. I am not here for any Drake shade today. I did not invite you Ooh, here for that. Okay. I didn't okay. invite you here for that. Very big statement. Yes, sir. Shit. Yes, sir. Okay, so, um, can I can I just speak freely because hey, like, hey, I want to make sure. Always. All right. So, number one, he is never going to be the best best artist of all time. That's number one. And I'm gonna walk out so I can smoke my cigarette real quick. Okay. I, uh, I said one of the greatest. I didn't say the. I said one of one of. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that he has to stay in the test of time, first and foremost. Okay, okay. He's now, had a really strong well, 11 years since his first project. I mean, he did have a, a strong 11 years. He did have that. But now we're talking about how his impact is going to... We've seen, like, people who have been in the game for many decades. And one or two, like, bad karma issues can completely obliterate their reputation out here. You saw that. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to see. We're going to see how that's going to play out real quick. But wait a minute. What you're telling me is that you think Drake is still vulnerable to cancel culture? Oh, absolutely. Well, not... Ah! Yes. Yes, I am. Actually. Yes, I am. That's interesting. Because, mind you, uh, think about it. Think about it. Um, Somebody's 
like the higher you climb, it's always going to be, you know, somebody who's digging that much deeper. Pause. And no, no, no. We don't do pause on my hard. show. Ain't no pause on my show. They're digging deeper into his background. That is a legitimate statement. You do not have to pause that statement. That is a legitimate and regular statement. Go ahead, sir. All I'm saying is, like, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, they might actually find something that is going to be, you know, worthy of the cancel audience. Like, somebody's going to, like, be like, nah, nah, we're getting further in our in our years. Sir. And then now, we're Sir. not feeling this anymore. Sir. They found a baby. Remember that? Well, <laughs> Remember that? They, they did find a baby, yes. <laughs> but what did, what, what did he, what did that happen? How did, how did they find it? Okay, it's not like he actually, like, hit it at all. He actually, like, shouted him out in the whole song. Before or after Pusha T mentioned it? That was definitely before. Hmm. Okay. Is it you talking about when you said I only love my bed and my mom? I'm sorry. Was that was it that one? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so okay, cool. Now, now how he acted, <laughs> how he acted in the interview was hilarious to me. Oh my goodness, that was so hilarious! Like that was the lengthiest, the lengthiest conversation I've ever heard of him saying I lost. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> He literally just was like, "Sir, we're here know, to give him I mean, his flowers today, sir. We're here to we were here to appreciate what this man has brought <laughs> and done for the game, man. We're here to give him his flowers on matter of fact, it's Black History Month. And how come niggas don't talk about Drake during Black History Month? All the shit he's done, huh? He's yeah, black let's, too. Let's talk about him. Let's he's talk one about of us. Him. So, let me ask you this much. Which album are you vouching for? The 5th uh, annual or the 11th annual? You know, I came here today to discuss the 5th annual because I just got done running that bitch straight through. And you know what? I'm going to throw my personal bias out there right now. That place I was in my life when that five-year anniversary album came out, whoo, compared to the place I was when the 11-year anniversary album came out. I think the 11-year okay. anniversary album is more important, more significant, more classic, but I'm here to debate the five-year anniversary album. Okay, so I'm actually kind of curious in that point. Um, I appreciate you saying that much, but let me know what songs completely hit home for you. Because mind you, I can I can relate to a few songs on both albums, but ooh ooh, when so far gone came out, man, like it's hard to compete with the idea that Drake was by his place in the rap industry. Yo. Now, if we can just focus on So Far Gone for a moment. No, 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 no. I just want to know. I just want to know. Like, what song Oh, okay, on, okay. Um, for me... Reading This Is Too Late. Like, what what did it for you for me, in that moment? Okay, now, I don't know how many other shows you've been on or how many other podcasts you've been on, but on my show, I have the freedom. The freedoms to do okay. and play whatever the fuck I want to play. So in this case, well, instead of... I have of, the freedom to uh, flick this letter like I was Lil Wayne real quick. Do your thing. Give me about 90 seconds and I'm going to play you the song that hit hardest for me. And then I'll explain after the fact the, the, the 1A and the 1B of that shit. Okay. Okay. This is Company. Drake That's and Travis Scott. Come and get. This is 
the on the wrong path. Hit me when you're done, you sure? I see you doing well, baby. Oh, you pulling shit together, I can tell, baby. Is you single or what? I need a girl from the country. I need a girl from Kentucky. I need a shawty from Houston. I need a girl who gon' love me. I need a girl who gon' trust me. Someone to fuck me. Someone to make me feel lucky. Someone that's so proud to be with me. She walk right up to her ass, look him dead in the face, and say, You ain't got the juice like that. You ain't got the juice like that. That's cold, ice cold, girl. You ain't had to do them like that. Why you had to do them like that? This is you gotta the come through quick, quick, quick. Oh, you at the club catching out with Eric Damn, hit me when you're done. Hey, shit. listen, man. You ever known a girl you should propose you know, girl, to, but she just on some different shit? Just on some different shit. Yes. She yes, ever I been do. up on some 9 a.m. cooking in the kitchen shit? Mm-hmm. Y'all ever been, been arguing over some stripper shit? Yeah. She ever been working with this spatula bitch for this shit? I did say I was arguing on me. <laughs> I don't deserve it. Nigga, what that nigga said always. What? a little too worth it. I don't deserve it at all. No, not at all. I only text a man. I never call. That's all I'm going to give him. That's it. That's all I'm doing. That's it. Okay. That's okay. it. Okay. Okay. That's so why you got to come I through quick, quick. I've never over shit, but. Ooh, that's, that's a, you know, that's a hard bar right there. She always, uh, hey, look, look, look. They leave me fighting over the stripper shit. She been working with the splatula. I know she love flipping shit. Oh, on me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of realness. In, that was There was a lot in that verse. And at the time I was, on February 13th in 2015, where I was at that moment, the first time I heard that shit, boy, that nigga, <laughs> you, hey, I'm trying to tell you, it could have jumped out of my rap book and into his song, my nigga. I'm trying to tell you. Yikes. Okay, so... Basically, that personally related to you. I get it. Oh, get here's it. my one B. My one B. The first nine songs in a row. Maybe mm-hmm. ten. I ain't. Gonna, I can't say ten because it's an interlude. But the first nine songs in a row are damn near five out of five stars or four okay. out of five stars. First nine okay. joints bangers. Legend. Energy. 10 bands, Know Yourself, No Telling, Madonna, Six God, and this motherfucker right here. Okay. Phone, but I just couldn't do it, had to leave that shit alone, man. Here And then he goes into an interlude, my nigga. The first time I heard that shit, and I heard this nigga put eight, nine songs in a row of pure bangers, it was crazy. <laughs> Gotta. Okay, so I no don't video. agree with your first, what, six to nine? I, I don't agree with that. But, but, tell me this much. Tell me that you didn't actually hit it in your court. Think about it. Like, recap on your time back way back when. Way back when. So Far Gone first came out. And you were the very first time, the very first time you fucking heard successful. My nigga, you won. You won. I was like, if he says that, he's gonna win. You won. It's over. That's it. It's done. It's done, yo. The the way I was on that was the same summer that I had an address at Joe House to get a North Carolina ID so I could go back to Virginia and actually get a fucking job, nigga. And on the whole time that summer, the soundtrack is successful, nigga. The soundtrack of that summer was that song, yo. You won. You got it. That's it. It's over. That I was mean, like, like, let's think about it for a minute. Like, that's it. Cap on that very moment, like, 
Oh my God. That's it, man. You oh see what I'm saying? God. Talk about the lows. And that was before some of the shit I went through after that. But talk about the low. And then you to hear a song like that, nigga, to be listening to that shit that summer. Oh my God. Yeah, you got it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's done. So far gone, got it. I mean, I knew that was true, but I had content to create. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> like I knew it, nigga. So, the first time I heard Houston, so, Atlanta, Vegas, I remember, you know how I know a song, uh, exactly, uh, some music? Exactly. You know exactly. how I know some shit now, is impactful to me? Is when I'm listening to it and it's so good, I'm almost confused at how the fuck he even <laughs> did this shit. I'm like, how did he like, go from the first joint to Houston, Atlanta, of Vegas? you grew up in to where you actually were able to create this shit. What Who is happening you, in right Canada? Now? You know what I mean? Well, what's going on in the snow, nigga? <laughs> you know what exactly, I'm exactly. Like, apparently, we all need to like talk with a Canadian swing or some shit. Bruh, it was so dope. It was confusing back then, and uh, it was like, I, I mean, it was like, there's never been for me. It's been a long time since there's been that kind of excitement behind a new artist where I'm like confused of like, and he was just so diverse and dynamic that, that you literally never knew what he was gonna do next. Whether he's gonna sing some shit to have you humming and singing in your car, or he's gonna mm-hmm. bar some bar some shit up real quick. He could go back and forth so effortlessly, like he could dribble his left and his motherfucking right. He could finish with both mm-hmm. and shoot the shot from half court. Shit's crazy, man. <laughs> I'm here to give him his flowers, dog. That's it. I'm here to give him his flowers. After that, after that, after that, he battled people that we thought would, like, actually be about bar for bar killing him. Like, we thought Meek Mill spit so many bars in one verse that he was going to win. We we thought that. Next thing you know, he not only spit a whole goddamn song that was catchy, he also spit a second song, gave him time to recoup, gave him a second song that was also catchy. Bruh, he hit that wow. nigga. Look, look, look. This is, how I, this is how I call it. He hit that nigga with a jab. Like, you really want to fight? That's how. I, that's what Charged Up was to me. Like, you really want to sure do this? Did. It was just like, hey, I don't really know if this nigga's serious, but if he is, I'm letting you know I'm here. Like, here goes a song because I know how this works. I'm going to ask you from, from MC to MC. Let me ask you this much. Do you think that he actually did the first, the first diss, in the same way that Jay would? Nah, nah. I think Jay would have, Jay would have put a subliminal in like a feature on a single first, because Jay would like litter his disses throughout like songs that you would hear places and hear all the time. So like only Mace knew when Jay was talking about him in like a, a in a feature verse or some shit like that. I think Drake okay. did the right thing. Drake was trying to be wild, careful. Like before I do this, I want to make sure I'm not making the wrong step and I jump out here and get my neck bit off because this is Meek Mill. That's how we first met this nigga was rapping on the streets of Philly, like battling niggas on the corner. So I really do yeah. think it was like a jab. Like, hey, is this what you really trying? To, not even a jab. Like whatever the move is. Like when you step back and kind of square up. Like, hold on, is this is, is this what we about to do? Is this what we doing? And then <laughs> when he seen that nigga, like I don't know, get ready to swing. He hit him with the bag, the bag. Like he hit him with a two piece. Like pop, pop. He just popped him. And there was never like I had so much respect for the nigga in that moment too. Like I had, he had everything to lose, nothing really to gain. Nobody really thought he could do anything, and he. He hit this nigga like an old Disney movie or some shit and like came through in the end. Like, <laughs> like the music's playing and shit. You know what I mean? Like it was like Simba coming back to Pride Rock and shit. Like, oh shit, look at this. He's returned. So do you think that um, things would have ended, ended different if um, 
he actually responded to push because, mind you, he claimed in the interview that he already mentioned the fact that, you know, he has a son. He didn't actually, like, completely, like, say it, like, yes, this is my son, my bed. But he did actually, he did kind of mention him to where, like, do you think that things would have ended different? Because his interview was like, um, you know, I'm, I'm out here, I'm doing my thing, you know, blah, blah, the center third. He didn't actually, like, blaze me, but the fact that I didn't actually respond to him, you know, that, that ended things. Nah, man, he fried that nigga. T filleted this nigga. It was like them Dragon Ball Z moments where the nigga gets fucked up with Vegeta's Gallic gun, and he's like, <laughs> ah, you got me real good. I ain't down, but we not gonna fight no more because you're not supposed to win. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those moments to me. Like, you know how Vegeta can win in the middle of the saga, and the guy can just get away, but later on in the saga, Goku's, Goku's gonna end up winning? That's how it felt to me. Like, like, Pusha T powered the fuck up and hit that nigga with a KO Ken Kamehameha. And then he was just like, oh, shit, that was a lot. Um, let me fall back, keep training, keep being successful, and I'll win eventually instead of right this moment. That's how I looked at it. True. It was a strategic retreat. Like, literally, he was like, man, this is going to get dark if I want to win right now. Like, it's kind of like America. Like, he's like, ah, it's me versus Iran. I could just use these nukes. <laughs> But everyone's going to look at me crazy if I just bomb the shit out of Iran. So, you know what? It's best for me to just, like, sanction these niggas and just fall back and be like, I'm going to let them live. But, you know, everybody know I could have nuked them, but I didn't. So, that's how I think he cared it. That's a good point. Like, that's for real. Because he just was like, it's Drake. You know what I mean? Like, if he really just wanted to go on a campaign I trying mean, to destroy Pusha T. Even if he doesn't respond, period, he's still going to win. And that's just because he has a dope following compared to Push. He didn't have to respond, but right. It's I like mean, regardless of what of whatever he does, shit could have got dark if Drake was really trying to go toe for toe with the darkness that Pusha T was prepared to bring. He was talking yes. about the nigga's friend dying and then rhymed it. Yes. Tick tick tick. That boy is sick sick sick. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like he was not. He didn't want to go to that kind but of war. He said also in an interview to where he was so willing to go even further than that. Like he also said that, which is true. Which is true. If you really think about it, in battle rap, as soon as you mention something that's personal. All Floodgates are, are open. Floodgates and Drake knows that, and he know that that shit could have. Drake would have to go dark in order to be the nigga that isn't. It was like it's. Oh man, here it go. That nigga Drake, he trained in the dark. Pusha T was born in it. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's dude. exactly what it is, yo. And he was yeah, like, I can, I can, this dude real quick. Yeah, I could do it, yeah. but I can't. Like Pusha T broke that nigga's back and was like, all right, come back when you're ready, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still here. When you get your shit together, come back, and I'll still be waiting for you. And maybe it could end the same way the movie ended one day, when Drake gets the kind of success where he could really, you know, put Pusha T's flame out. I doubt it, but hey, who knows how the story's going to end. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, we're we're still talking about Drake here, and this, this dude has been known in diss records to make whole songs that are catchy as hell. Right. And games following off of this record to where, like, I don't think, like, if he would have responded, I don't think that Push 
would have came out on the better end of that. I really think that he would have used his like popularity and just made a diss track that sounded so catchy that mm, I don't know. Two things, real quick. One, he's he, he was looking at the Jay Z, the Takeover Ether model. And he was thinking, I've already played my car with Meek on trying to drop the hit. I can't do that again. It's going to sound forced. Nikki tried that with Remy Ma, and it didn't work because it was forced as fuck. And then two, uh, he's, like I said, he's also thinking about the, the takeover, ether, uh, super ugly motto. So now if he comes back and he tries to go extra dark, it doesn't work for the guy who seems like the, the one that everyone thinks is going to win. He can't go low. Pusha T went low, but he can't go lower than that because it won't work for him. So he had a decision well, to make. Think about it like this for a second. Like, where, where is it? How dark is he gonna go? Like, I mean, that's what I said. He could he actually dig up something that he didn't already uh, push, didn't already like announce to the world. He already announced that, like, boom, he's a drug dealer. He pushes coke all the fucking time. Blah blah. Let's let's find out he made his like whole Bruh. basis incorrect. He tried it though. There was dudes that beef with Pusha T from around here. Literally, like, yeah, Drake called and offered me a hundred k for dirt on you, and I don't even fuck with you. But I didn't do that shit because that's not how we roll around here. Like it happened. He tried it, and like I said, I still think to this day that Drake had something. He was he he had something. Yes, he, he was ready. He I believe does. it. I believe does. he backed now, down, but I believe he his, backed down for strategic reasons. He actually said that. You know, of course, I could have came back, blah, blah, but he didn't, he didn't because his team told him not to, blah, blah, publicity, whatever the case may be, whatever. But at the same time, if you really think about it, he could have not only just came back on some, like, face value shit, made it catchy, boom, everybody would have loved it, and then... I don't know. I don't Push. think it was that. I don't think it was that straightforward for him. I don't think his path to victory was as clear as that. And I think that's why he was just like, "Nah, I'm gonna live to fight another day. Fuck it. I'm still successful. This shit didn't hurt me. You know what I mean?" And, I was gonna wait, wait. So you don't really think that? Yeah, of course, of course. Well, I mean, it hurt him. It day. definitely Absolutely. hurt him. Yeah, it hurt him. But like, Correct. it didn't. It didn't. Correct. It changed his whole album. <laughs> but other than that, I don't think it, it didn't fuck up anything he had going for him. Correct. Correct. I agree with you on that one. It changed his whole album, though. <laughs> so, let's say, for example, he made a new diss record. He actually responded back to Push. Is it possible that he could have made something so fly that he could have used it as a single and some more shit where Push, you know, like, no matter how much dirt he digs on, on Drake, he would just won at that point. I think that in that time, he couldn't make that song at that moment. And the song he made or did not make wouldn't have been that song. It would have been something harder, darker. It wouldn't have been the catchy back the back because he he don't like that nigga for real. So I don't think he would have been trying to turn it into a hit. He'd have been trying to bar him up slash expose him, whatever. And I think he knows at the time the smart pick would have been to wait, give it some time, whatever, whatever. And then, yeah, drop a catchy hit, put it in a feature verse, put it in one of your singles coming out. You got an album rollout coming. Boom. But at that moment in those in the heat of that war, that battle they were in, he 
couldn't make that song at that time. He couldn't do it. The Meek Mill sure shit did. was so the Meek Mill shit was so funny and confusing because it's like, where is this shit even coming from? Back to back isn't even a vicious diss. <laughs> like it's not. No, it there's was, nothing it vicious about not. it. Absolutely, it was, it was like a kid bop rap battle. Like it was not even like, hey, that ain't your world. Tour. That ain't your tour. That's your girl tour. Ho, like ah, I'm just teasing you. Yeah, he just made that shit fly. Yeah, he's like, I'm really just teasing you, nigga. You mad as shit. Let me just fuck with you. And that's all <laughs> it was, and it worked. But like, I don't think he could do that with. Push the T, and I don't think he could do that again. I don't think he can recreate back to back in a battle again, especially against somebody like Push the T. Hell, no, nah, you ain't gonna be on there like that. Ain't a world tour. That's my girl. Tour. Push the T destroyed you on an instrumental and an original beat, bars and exposure. So call it what you want, but I think he knew what he needed to do. His path to victory was too dark, and it wasn't worth like, like I said, dropping a nuke on this nigga just to win. Because that would have been It would have been a nuke It would have been him Using his industry connects Trying to like wipe Pusha T out all across the industry Like in his songs And like it been business And all that shit So Nah I don't think he wanted To do all that shit So he just let it go Yeah And I know for a fact That he has a fucking team Behind him saying like yeah, don't do that shit, bro. You already won. Oh, he ain't worth it, bro. He's a nobody. You know what I mean? He's a local rapper. He not even, you know what I mean? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. They talking down. You're an international superstar. You're worth $200 million. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah all that shit. Absolutely. All that shit. Absolutely. So, yeah, like I said, I want to give I want to give Drake his flowers. Shouts to him. He's changed the game. He has been on top consistently, nonstop for 11 years. Since he dropped So Far Gone, the boy has been in the top category or the top category for 11 years straight. He's like, he's literally like the LeBron of this generation. I seen a tweet. I seen a tweet that said, uh, <laughs> what did it say? Jay-Z was Jordan. Lil Wayne was Kobe. And LeBron is Drake. What do you think so- of that? It, that's a that's a hard reference to where I agree with a lot of it. That's a hard reference. Woo! Yeah, no. right. When you when it sinks um, in, you're like, thing, holy shit, that's crazy. I don't agree with. I don't agree with the fact that uh, Drake is as consistent as LeBron. No, that's a not. crazy statement. LeBron went to the NBA Finals for nine, or excuse me, eight years straight there were kids that went to sixth grade the first time lebron was in the finals and didn't see anybody besides lebron in the finals until they graduated high school my nigga that is the model of consistency that's the finals that's not the playoffs that's the championship game in the league for a decade straight you had to beat lebron to get a ring for a decade he owned it um let's think about it like let's have let's see how many awards Drake has. It don't matter. He told you, man. He said he got more slaps than the Beatles, nigga. <laughs> That's it. That's all I you mean, need to know. I got more I slaps mean, than the Beatles. In 11 years, he got more slaps than the Beatles in 11 years. Boom. That's LeBron, man. That consistency. Oh, my God. He's been in the championship every single year. That's what he's saying in that, in, with that line to me. He's LeBron. So with the, the billboards, right? He's been in the billboards. Yo, he was on the charts for like 500 weeks straight or some yes. shit. Like he yes. never left billboard for like. at the same like- time, we're talking about like, come on, man. We're talking about like he's been in the charts for same song type stuff for, you know, several years. And then anytime he put out a new shit, a new album, new singles. Uh, some of them were hit or miss. 
Yeah, no, no, no. So, okay, yeah, you can have a hit or miss moment. LeBron has a bad game. LeBron is injured. He's missed weeks. He even missed the playoffs once. Doesn't mean he still wasn't the most dominant player in the league when he was there. It just means that, hey, we couldn't put it together this year. And every now and then, he can't put it together. But I tell you one thing. Last year, okay. he dropped a whole mixtape of just his Lucy's. And it's damn near classic. <laughs> He dropped the Lucy tape. Take care. He was like, here, here's just something to hold y'all over. And it's just high quality versions of mixtape cuts over the years. And it was crazy. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's, uh, he, he's just like LeBron. He had a good all around game. He can hit the three. He can take it to the hole. He can create his own offense. Uh, he can make offense. He gets his teammates involved, literally. Uh, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm trying to tell you. Versatility right now. It's a different era, just like it was a different era for Wayne. When Kobe got his five rings, it was a different game. He got two of those rings with the hot boys, just like Kobe got two of his rings with Shaq. You know what I mean? Like, or three of his rings with Shaq. And then he stepped out on his okay. own, same way Kobe did, and got his rings again when he went platinum the first week twice. Come on, man. <laughs> and then we got to talk about Jay-Z, who is clearly Michael Jordan. Behind the, the bed. Yeah, oh, you heard it. You heard me hit the button. Yeah. Hey, look. <laughs> then we got to talk about Jay Z. Fucking held it down six summers straight. You know what I mean? Just like Jordan, six rings. Jay Z, six summers. Jay Z had like fifteen no, summers, no, man. We're not. We're not talking about those guys. We're talking about Drake. Is five, and is eleven, right? All right. So yeah. So, so far gone. Got it, man. I think it's. I think I was about to say. I think we're gonna. Go ahead and agree on the fact that so far gone is way more impactful, way more impactful than if you're reading this, it's too late. Actually, I'm, on, having, I'm only willing to say it's more impactful. So when we say more, I can't sign off on way more. No, I can't sign off on way more. Way more. Okay. Yeah. No, it's way more. It is definitely way more. Definitely. Way no, more. that's where I have to draw the line. Way more impactful. Ah, more impactful yes it was his first project for put you, him on the mat uh, no fuck out of here for you personally you just said that you know at the time of your life boom it was impactful to you uh huh that doesn't have anything to do with being way more impactful or impactful for the society way broad span society no hell no I don't know. I don't want to say way more because like, think about the earth shattering moment. Like, see, this is what I'm doing. I'm taking if you're reading this too late and I'm looking at the whole tree of events that grew from that. So not only did Drake switch his whole style up, give us a whole edgier version of himself, get more da da da, but don't forget it led to that summer of Quentin Miller and Meek Mill's beef. So this album is also not only is it a classic album, but it's a classic moment in hip hop as well that was spawned from this because this is when we started asking the questions about is it appropriate to have a ghostwriter? Is it is it okay to get ideas and have writers' rooms and camps? How much credit should we really give this nigga if he's really getting this much help with it? So it. It was just so significant to hip hop. It like almost changed the course of hip hop history by itself. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so you don't, you really don't think that so far gone did the same exact thing in the exact caliber and not even more, way more impactful during the time. More impactful, think about it. but not way Eminem, more impactful. He had Eminem on a fucking single track to where he actually fluidly like change the narrative of rappers on the same track. He did. He did. He uh he put himself amongst the greatest uh, on like his second single. <laughs> First name <laughs> how, ever, how, last name greatest. How, how, 
how is this even a conversation right now? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, like you know, you got it. I just can't. I can't let. I can't say way more. I can't way say way more, more, bro. Way more. Like, think about it. Damn, this think nigga has it. two albums that are bookmarks in hip hop history by itself. True indeed. True indeed. Absolutely. Matter of fact. Matter of fact. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, him and Wayne collaboratively bred every single new generation artist to date. Wrong. Period. Kanye and Wayne. Uh, Kanye's Drake's daddy. Woo! Kanye's Drake's daddy. Kanye's Drake's daddy. Woo! Come on, man. Even he's. No, I'm willing to admit. He said himself. He said himself, man. There's like seven rappers in Drake's DNA. He knows Kanye's one of them. Joe Budden's yes. one of them. Pusha yes, T's another one of them. Fonte. Actually, he said Lil Wayne name. Well, yeah, he has to. Cause Lil Wayne is that guy, but like he was like writing like, Lil Wayne's oh, raps. Oh, he's too good. Oh, he's too good. Oh, don't make me start pulling up YouTube clips. Hey, listen, man, we are out of time. I really oh appreciate. God, he's, oh, he's too good. All right, yeah, relax, 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 relax. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on now, come on now. You're not gonna tell me right now on this same episode that Kanye was. As big of an influence as Wayne, nor is Wayne and Drake biggest influences on hip hop today. Um, think about it. I'm just gonna do this. So full now, the shit just being light pole. Always said I'd say it all on the right track. But in this game, you only lose when you fight back. One of his first songs on the seminal So Far Gone that you're saying is way more impactful. His, his first debut song. It rap, oh, he oh. rapped on a Kanye oh, instrumental that he had to ask Kanye in the middle of their beef for permission to put out again on Kanye's title streaming service, my nigga. That song was so important to him, he had to literally ask his daddy that he'd been rebelling against for years now for permission to use one of his best songs, one of his greatest, most classic songs that got him his buzz in 09. He had to ask Kanye for permission to even put it on that fucking mixtape. Get out of here, man. Is, I mean, that may be true, but what's also true is the fact that he actually had plenty, plenty of mixtapes out in addition to an interview through uh, fucking uh, your boy Joe Budden TV. Oh, Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah, Lil Wayne HQ. Come on now. He already, like, solidified himself as a dope artist above fucking Tiger, above fucking gutter gutter, all them niggas. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna put it to the. We're gonna. This is what we're gonna do, man. We're gonna put it to the people, because I gotta wrap this segment up for now. But we gotta put it to the people. Who was more impactful on Drake's career? Oh no, no. Who was more? What's the question? Go, go for that one. Well, we gonna say Lil Wayne because he signed him. That's obvious. But like, who influenced Drake more, Lil Wayne or Kanye? That's the question. And I think Kanye influenced uh, Drake way more than Lil Wayne did. Even if he did sign him, fuck that. If he. Now, let me whisper to the people real quick. If he was that more impactful, he would have been also a producer. Am I wrong or am I right? Uh, Kanye was a producer. He, he rapped on Kanye's beats. So Kanye literally was a producer on his mixtape because he was rapped on Kanye's beat. But Come on, son. Drake a producer ever. Ah, you know what? We're going to leave it for the people, man. Hey, look. 
This has been the On The Rise podcast. Yo, you got any shout-outs you want to give, man? Because <laughs> <laughs> I really, we got to wrap it up. But I appreciate your time. Who you want to shout-out, man? Shout-out to uh, your girl, man. Give her a shout-out real quick. Not your girl, girl. Oh, man, I don't want to get you in no trouble. Shout-out to everybody. He said shout-out to everybody. <laughs> I love all y'all. Hey, I'm gonna say uh, shouts to Kyra. We Katara, we couldn't have you here to have this debate. I, that's why. I, that's why kind of why I cut the debate off on Facebook because I was gonna try to randomly hit y'all to see if y'all had 15 minutes to debate it tonight. So sorry you couldn't be here. Sorry we couldn't plan this out. Maybe next time. Um, shouts to sleep. Go ahead, man. Yeah, man. Um, shouts to the whole DC, it, Northern Virginia. True indeed. Like shout out to Kyra because. She was actually more of an influence on this whole debate than I was. Exactly. Um, you know what? When yeah. I tagged you in it, I wanted to tag her, but I didn't want to tag her. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know what I mean? So I tagged you knowing <laughs> it would get her attention as well. And it, and it worked. It, it happens. Facebook and their algorithms, man, they already know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, they definitely know what time it is. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you, man. I got to go back to being, uh, you know, um, stay at home dad. No, I'm not a stay at home dad. What am I talking about? Anyway, <laughs> all uh, right, man. Thank you for uh, everything that you wanted to do for me, man. I appreciate it. I'll hey, talk man. to you another time. All right, bro. I appreciate your time. One. All right. All right. That was my homeboy, Sleep, a.k.a. Keith, a.k.a. Sleep and Eat. Um, I thought he was a good dude to go ahead and have this Drake debate with. I appreciate his time. Shouts to him. Um, you know what? Keep on listening, man. We got a whole lot more episode left. This is the On The Ross Podcast. We out here. We bike. That was me and my homeboy Sleep and Eat. That's my nigga for real. Um, he's up in D.C. as we probably mentioned on the on the segment um but yeah that was uh, our segment on uh drake basically so um now that we bike let's see yeah this is the on the ross podcast i'm counting my bullets i'm loading my clips i'm writing down names i'm making a list i'm checking it twice and i'm getting them hit the real ones been dying the fake ones is lit the game is off balance i'm back on my shit the bitly is dirty my sneakers is dirty but that's how i like it you all on my dick i'm all in my bag it's hard as it get i do not store powder i might take a sip i might hit the i was just talking to uh yada about uh middle child shit telling stories <laughs> so it reminded me of this song It's tough being a middle child, yo. Definitely tough being a middle child. Your bro, your older brother may or may not be making all the mistakes, making it hard for you. Your little sister's the girl, the youngest. Can't do no wrong, no matter how evil she may or may not be. And you just stuck in the middle, getting all A's and going through all the weird shit. Getting fucking bread in your eye and turning it inside out. Allergies, migraines, heartburn when you're nine years old. 
bones breaking, wild surgeries, going to weird schools far away, being four, being one of four black kids out of 200 shouts to Dwight. It's tough out here, man. It's real tough out here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I ain't got too much though. Too much else left to cover. The uh, privilege of this Hennessy is catching up to me. Um, I think I did want to try and just touch on a little bit of this loving hip hop real quick before I got out of here. A little TV roundup. That's our loving hip hop intro music. Gotta love it. So basically, just to get straight to the point, I have really been watching this entire season to find out what the fuck happened between Joe Budden and Santana. I am still no closer to finding out what happened between Joe Budden and Santana than I was before. They're doing this thing where they're jumping back and forth about whether or not um, they're going to be together or want to be together. Uh, <laughs> my mom is sending me Facebook messages uh, But they're doing this thing Where they're like being really coy About their relationship <clears throat> And it's really getting on my nerves um, I still think that Joey did something That he tried to toxically Gaslight her into believing Wasn't anything wrong But on a lighter note It does look like they may be On the path to getting back together That is good That is beautiful here at the On The Rocks Podcast, we are supporters of love and relationships. We are supporter of the family structure. We are supportive of the village raising the child. So, shout out to Joe Budden. Um, you know, obviously, he's a big, big um, inspiration for this podcast. So, I want to see the nigga happy, man. He's been extra depressive. I wasn't really a fan of his music, but I'm a fan of his pod and, you know, how he's moving out here. So, I want to see him do well. Um, there's all kinds of other ratchet shit going on on Love and Hip Hop. Uh, Kim Bella is out here with the 2010 Pamper Booty trying to relive her past glory when she got her ass whooped by Chrissy. She's directing her energy in all the wrong directions. Typical of reality television shows. Tried to actually fight Yandy, which is wild. Because um, Yandy don't be in no beef. And even Yandy tried to turn up even though she knew no one was going to happen. <laughs> that is the Love and Hip Hop recap. Cut it off. All right. Let's see what else is going on. Oh, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because I hadn't seen it yet. But 50 Cent got a new show out called uh, For Life. <clears throat> it's about a guy who was locked up, became a lawyer through <laughs> through his tenacity and his education. Oh, yada yada y'all. She in the building. Got us back. And uh, it's actually pretty dope. I saw me and y'all to watch the first episode. And um, it turns out in the first episode, dude is still a lawyer. I mean, like he's still an inmate while he's a lawyer. So he gets to go to prison. I mean, excuse me, he gets to go to court to try cases and then return back to prison. So he's like representing guys inside prison right now. And if I'm being honest, it's it's, uh, it's kind of fascinating to the idea because uh, I don't know how familiar you are with prison, but the idea of somebody being in prison, being let out to try cases of other inmates in prison is kind of, it's just crazy. And it's a true story. 
Which and it goes back to what you get in the shower. Oh man. Oh man. Anyway, it's a fascinating story. It's executive produced by Fifty Cent, and uh, he's really doing his thing in the TV world. I am totally, totally burnt out from his power spinoff and sequels, and they haven't even come out yet, but. This show being on broadcast television, being on ABC, is a really good look for 50. Um, I don't know what night it come on, because I watch all my shit on demand one way or another, but it's called For Life, and it's on ABC, produced by 50, and it's like the true story of a dude who was in prison, became a lawyer in prison, got himself out, and then actually turned around and prosecuted and went after the people that wrongly had him locked up. So, it's real deep real dope and it's crazy because we live in this country where shit like that happens like uh, it sounds like it should be the craziest story you've ever heard of but it's a true story and it ain't the only story like that it ain't the only story of people in this country fighting back against the the system designed to you know keep them in place so to speak so yeah that's all I got man um, I want to thank y'all for rocking with me uh, what I'm about to do now is I'm about to Hop in the shower, even though Yada just hopped in the shower. I'm gonna hop in the shower. Um, probably finish off this bottle of Hennessy Privilege. Uh, put together some other things, and I'm about to watch this Democratic debate. Uh, if you do or don't know, <clears throat> one, I want to say thank you for making it this far in the show and rocking with me. But two, I do another podcast called The Rocks Report, where we talk about politics and local news, but mainly we focus on the politics. We focus on the things that are happening right now. Every single day in the news, the president has been impeached. Um, and even though he was impeached, he was not removed. And so the nigga is basically turning into a dictator. Me and my homeboy, Dwight, like I said, we come together and try to give you the real and try to cut through all the bullshit and give you the information you need to kind of really know what's going on. Um, the whole name of the game right now is disinformation. So if I'm going to have a platform, I want to be in position to help y'all cut through the noise and really get to the shits. In addition to just being a platform for anybody and everybody around me, anybody I can lift up, anybody I can build up around me, that's what I want to do. And that's what this platform is here to do. Um, let's see. Um, shouts to Yada. Shouts to Dwight. Shouts to the whole MVC family. Shouts to Tiggy Tim Mill. Shouts to Sham God Scotty. Shouts to coach shouts to sleep and eat for being on the show shouts to revy of course for holding it down shouts to q god down there in south carolina i'm gonna have to give you a call this weekend bro um you've been talking a lot of crazy shit and i tried not to use this episode to respond to the things you've been posting because it's not fair if you're not here even though it might happen every now and then shouts to you um, shout out to everybody listening to the show. This is the On the Rocks podcast. This is the On the Rocks podcast. You are now listening. Thank you for rocking with me. I fought with y'all. <laughs>